Well, hello everyone. It's me again with another cold opening. We are going to beat this thing to death between now and August, but I just want to remind you, we mentioned it in the show, just want to remind you of the Celebration of Worship coming up at Star Wars Celebration 6 on that Sunday morning. Jason Swink of the Horse Cast's birthday. Uh, we are going to be having a worship service at the Rosen Plaza Hotel uh, at 8.30. Uh, we'll go till 9.30. We'll be done about 30 minutes before the doors open. It's right next door to the convention center, so you can walk over, walk right in, and enjoy your day at Star Wars Celebration 6 on the Sunday there. Um, James Arnold Taylor will be joining us that morning. He's going to be sharing. He's not just going to be there sitting in the audience. He's actually going to be sharing for a little bit. So you get to hear him. You get to uh, experience some good times of worship with people you've never met. It's, it's meeting Star Wars fans on a whole new level. Now, here is how you can be involved. Uh, we've had several people ask. You can head over to geekoutpodcast.com or geekoutonline.com, and there's a link there uh, that'll take you to a celebration of worship. Look up in the pages section across the top or down in the column in the link section and click on celebration of worship. And while you're there, you can have that's a, that's the site that'll have all the details for you. You'll have everything laid out specifically, locations, times, everything. And uh, there will also be uh, a place where should you desire to help us out financially, you can, a uh, place to donate. Now, we're not begging, we're not really asking, we're just saying if you've got a few extra bucks that you can help us out with by donating, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. We're doing all the costs out of our own pocket, and if we should raise any money above and beyond what it costs to rent the room, uh, pay for the promotional materials and that sort of thing, then all that money is going to go to World Vision. And there's a link there to World Vision that will help you understand what World Vision is and what they do in the ministry that is. So if you should donate $5 or more, I believe it is, then we will uh, put you on a list to receive uh, an exclusive button. Now, we're going to be handing out some exclusive buttons throughout Celebration 6. It's going to be uh, the stages of Anakin from Boyhood to Redeemed Vader, and they look amazing. Done by Jedi Schwa who is a uh, Forcecast super fan and friend of Geek Out Loud. He has done a fantastic, phenomenal job on these things. And uh, and they'll be especially collectible. They're limited to a number of, I think, 250 a day. Uh, and this one button that you get for donating is a complete exclusive. So uh, head over to that site. Head over to geekoutpodcast.com. Click on Celebration of Worship and help us out or just get the information and be ready to meet us down at Celebration 6 in Orlando. It's going to be a great time. Also, want to let you know that uh, this episode is brought to you by Fandango. That's right. I've sold out. We've always been sold out. You can go to geekoutonline.com and, and shop through to Amazon. There's a banner over in the column you can click on and go shop at amazon.com. And uh, we get uh, money for referring you to amazon.com. But at Geek Out Loud, at Geek Out, I'm sorry, at geekoutpodcast.com, across the top, there's a banner to click on right now, and you can pre-order your Dark Knight Rises tickets. And when you do that, it helps out the show. So help out the show. Go pre-order some Dark Knight Rises tickets at Fandango, and uh, <laughs> help us out. We'd appreciate your help that way. Without further ado, though, let's cue the music.
So what do you do when you say something about the future in the past, but when the future gets to be the future, the past is undone by the future, but the future is still in the past, the past is still in the future, I don't know. The point is, this is your safe place to geek out. This is the Geek Out Loud Podcast. Again, everyone, and welcome back to Geek Out Loud, your safe place to geek out here on the interwebs. The I am interwebs. What? The highway interwebs. The high, yes, the the information, the information super super freeway of love. Highway of Go. yes, yes, yes. I, of some people find it on here. The, I'm I didn't sti- know if you were about to start singing it. Or- no, no, I, I really don't know. It's something about it's Freeway song. of Love and a Pink Cadillac. We're going riding on the freeway. On the freeway of love and a pink Cadillac. Um, Close enough. Yeah. Uh, I, listen, there's a reason I'm not on a show singing for my life every week. Uh, nice. Subtle. Subtle. Thank you. Thank you. I, it's cold <laughs> in the shadow. Um, I'm Steve. I didn't even see that coming. <laughs> Sean Phillips. Good to have you back with us, Sean. And uh, and could there- we not have gotten Sean Phillips to be the host of duets? Good. Uh, listen, <sighs> I'm not a big fan of. Uh... We're so glad everyone's here. A couple of things we want to get out of the way before I start talking about Caduce. Um, Caduce. Caduce. <laughs> Hashtag Caduce. Caduce. Um. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> see, you know how to do it. Um. <laughs> A couple of things I want to talk about before we get into everything. That's because I'm awesome. That's right. <laughs> uh, first and foremost, um, this episode not going to be as awkward as the last one. Uh, this is what we're hoping. Going to be more awkward. That's right. We're gonna we're gonna kick we're gonna kick the awkward up a notch or two. I just turned it to eleven. You sure did, sir. The awkwardness. The awkwardness is is rocking. So. Um, Steve's not wearing pants. Uh, what? Yes, I am. Well, I'm wearing Push shorts. The Push the envelope. I'm wearing See, sh- that wasn't a lie then. That's you true. You could have gone with it. That's I'm right. not wearing pants. I That's should have. I'm sorry. It just gets all weird. All right. All right. Um, okay. <laughs> Let me get on track here as best I can. It's over there, the track. Thank you. I'm trying to get over there. Behind but you. You, you, behind keep, you, you keep grabbing my ankle. Please look out for the... Th- <laughs> <laughs> you keep... <laughs> you keep... Asshole, don't look at the... <laughs> Every time she's done been mooned. <laughs> Grandstander right there in front of the home team. Um, <laughs> really? Have we gone the Ray Stevens route? <laughs> Not three minutes in to the show? Have we really gone to Ray Stevens? I can make it ten times worse because you know what? what? That's our second Ray Stevens reference this week. Is it really? Yeah, we did one on the phone the other day. Did we say it's me again, Margaret, or something? No, but you started singing uh, the 
squirrel down in Pasadena. Oh, that's, no, that's right. I said, I, is that Pascagoula? Is that where the first self-righteous church is? Pasadena? What the? Pasadena? <laughs> They don't no, have squirrels that's in Pasadena. An, that's an upscale squirrel. Or maybe it's, a, maybe it's a ghetto squirrel. I don't know much about California. They have flamingos in the churches in Pasadena. That's right. The day of the flamingo. It just doesn't roll off the tongue. It doesn't, no. Um, we, <laughs> Megan, for those, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, just, you know, Ray Stevens, the streak. Ray Stevens, the Mississippi squirrel revival. Um, Everything is beautiful. Uh, oh, in its own way. Um <laughs> The track, Steve. The track. Well, you you don't understand my love for Ray Stevens, apparently, sir. Um, the uh, okay, Star Wars Celebration Six is coming oh, up. Oh, how did we go to Ray Stevens? <laughs> because I just jumped right on the tracks while you weren't oh. looking. Um, well, wasn't that kind of off the tracks? No, no. See, that's where you're wrong. It's very much on the tracks. That's right. Sir. That's right. <laughs> I know where I'm wanting to go and how to get there. Okay. Well. Um, I'm just a passenger on this crazy ride. That's right. <laughs> Jane, get me off this crazy thing called love. Called love. Um, anyhow, August 22nd through 26th is Star Wars Celebration 6. I'll be there in Orlando uh, for the celebration. Derek's going to hopefully be there. Um, <laughs> but uh, Put that out there. That's right. Put that in the ether. Um, but that Sunday morning of Star Wars Celebration, where the convention center is and everything... If you're staying nearby, it's hard to find a church if you want to go to church that Sunday morning to get to. So, uh, we'll Greg, squirrels. <clears throat> right. In the church. Indeed. Alligators in Florida. Uh, <clears throat> Greg Fields has reached out to me uh, a couple of months back, said, hey, if we do this, can you speak? And, and he's put together a worship service that morning uh, in conjunction with 521 Ministries, which is my new podcast and, and, uh, and the thing that I'm trying to endeavor to do as far as speaking places and that sort of thing goes. And so we are hosting that morning at the Rosen Plaza, right next door to the convention Dr. center. Dr. Rosen, Rosen. No, yes. Uh, did I make that joke last time? You sure did. Stale. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just write that down. Um, but we'll be hosting that uh, a worship service that morning. It's going to be great. We've got um, myself speaking, which that's not so great. But James Arnold Taylor, the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi from The Clone Wars, will be there with us that morning. It's going to be a good time. We're working on uh, some freebie-type giveaway things that we'll be using to promote uh, the days leading up to that uh, while we're down at the convention. Uh, so keep your pod catchers tuned here because we'll let you know all about it, all the deets, all the details. If you're going to be in Orlando at Star Wars Celebration 6, and I hope you are, uh, come say hi and be a part of that that morning if you're so inclined to worship with us. It'll start at 830 uh, we'll be done by 9.30. That's about half an hour before the doors open over at the convention center. You won't miss anything. We're saying come costumed or casual. Uh, just come as you are, and it's going to be a good time that morning. So having said that, that's all I've got by way of announcements. Derek, do you have anything you'd like to say at the outset of the show? Did I, did I send you the picture of my nephew? Yes, from Star Wars Weekends. So short story, and I may have not told you this. My niece did the whole bibbidi-bobbidi-boo boutique thing, like they made her up as a princess. Yes. And then he was going to get to do the Jedi Academy training mm -hmm. thing. Well, he got to, they got up for the Jedi Academy training the next day, and he didn't want to go. He was he got shy oh. and wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um. So she did it in his place. That didn't go over very well at all. He was very upset about that. But the, apparently they ended up finding out that um, he didn't get to do it the day before, and then on either Friday or Saturday was the big parade, mm -hmm. and they let him lead the parade. Oh, cool! Which is the picture that I sent you of him Neat. leading the yes, 
in his Jedi garb. Yes. That's really cool. Bless him. Bless his heart. Not really an announcement, but I wanted to tie that into what you were saying before we get too far off the track. Yes, you did so quite well, quite well. Masterfully. Not stale. Not Uh, stale. Fresh bread. Fresh bread? What? It Um, wasn't stale. (laughs) It was fresh. Um, Tonight on our fresh new Smallville. Yes. Fresh. Fresh. Um, Michigan J. Frog. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> We've got the Smallville. We've got the Buffy. <laughs> We're going to Angel 2. Um, it's going to get canceled soon. <laughs> I don't know what? where to go. I don't know Why what to go. I, I just, because I ran out of clever things to say. Oh. Because UPN doesn't really rhyme with soon. Oh. <laughs> But that's when you just add in a bridge. That's oh, those are what bridges are for. <laughs> they build towards things. Ah, nice. Oh. And so we got ask another your brother st- about that. I will. Uh, well, indeed, indeed. Before we do that, though, Derek, segway. Well, I was going to say, let's jump into some emails. Oh, non segway. <laughs> None of these catchphrases are ke- are catching on, Wait, are they? Oh, They're non catchphrases. Just a minute, Mister Postman. Wait, oh yes. Boy, the production value has really gone down yeah, yeah. since. It's like, <laughs> wait, no, hold on. The whole thing starts up. Bum, 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 bum. In the great halls of the Justice League. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, I wouldn't like that at all if I listened to it. So anyhow, we've got a few this emails. Sh- this show's been going downhill since season three. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since the witches came in. Oh. Um. All right, this this, season four, but okay. This first email comes from Keith, and he says, "Hey, Stephen, Derek, just want to take a moment to say thanks for the podcast. It makes my day of dealing with corporate red tape while writing application software that much easier to deal with when I get to listen at work." He works at Burger King. Yeah. Well, (laughs) (laughs) um, anybody who's going to put that in the email actually works. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Keith. Keith, I I don't want to bust you out in front of everybody. You are so. It might be Backyard Burger. It might. Well, then, you know what? Because you busted him out, I'm going to now bust this out. It makes the day go by so much faster also. Well, except when Derek is talking about posters. <gasps> LOL. And then he says, I keyed, I keyed. No, he's banished. Okay. Banished? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish. You re- will bow down before us, Keith. I'm going to. I gonna, swear it. I'm going to finish reading his email first, and then we can banish him. I don't want to hear it anymore. I'm taking the headphones off. He says, hey, I wanted to take a sec to talk about the Whedon. Why do you say hey in the middle of the email? Because that's what he said. You're already in it. Mm. No, not you, Steve. Oh, okay. I'm talking to Keith Derek, Derek, this is the safe place to geek out. You can't be Uh, mean to people. He insulted me. No, you can't. You insulted him first. He didn't know that. Well, yeah, he's listening right now. Yeah, but he sent the email mm. before. When will then be now? You need you to. You already sent the email mm. before we mm. got to this Mm-mm. point. Mm-mm. You need to apologize. He needs to apologize. He said, I keyed, I keyed. That's not apologizing. That's, he put an LOL. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Internet jargon. Mm-mm. <laughs> 
erroneous. Okay. Erroneous. Anyhow, he says, hey. I'm sorry. I wanted to take a sec and talk about the Whedon references in the Assemble episode. Don't worry. There's not going to be any Haterade passed out for consumption. I'm not a Whedonite. Sipping that Haterade. And I, have, and I have no attachment to him or his work whatsoever to be completely transparent. Huh. I, <clears throat> Honest. I, I did want to say, though, that Derek's assessment of his contributions to how amazing the Avengers was seemed a bit unfair. Well, Derek intimated at one point that Whedon's impact on the film was minimal as the formula for the characters was already there. Yeah, though, I agree to a certain de- though I agree to a certain degree with the notion, it's not entirely solid. Outside of taking liberties with the story and the characters, the same could be said for other comic book movies, e.g. Ang Lee's Hulk, Batman and Robin, uh, pass the Pepto right now over on that one, and even Spider-Man 3. Yeah, the characters, who they are, what they do, how they react or behave has been established well before a movie script is written or a movie is directed or produced, but there's still much so, room, so much room available for a director to take the story and the characters in a totally different direction that audience fans would appreciate and absolutely muck it up to the point that it's a disappointing shell of what should have been. Two cooks can uh, take... I, I, I'd like to interject, Keith. See my reference where I, I said the thing he should be praised for was not screwing up uh, what had exactly. been set for. Yes, before. I was about to say the same thing. Two cooks <laughs> can take the same egg, sugar, flour, milk, etc., and make a cake based on an established recipe, but the potential for one to come out and absolutely suck is still there. Unless he's given us cake, I don't care to listen to this. I enjoy cake. Waden, I like cake. Whedon, in, in my Wade, opinion. Who's the Waden? Whedon, in my opinion, took a winning <laughs> recipe and made a great dessert out of it. Whether he did it by not... talking about food unless you're going to give us Exactly. (laughs) You're making me hungry. Um, Whether he did it by not changing the formula too much or owning it in just the right steps, it doesn't matter. He still made the right decision to make the best movie this summer. Dare I say the best movie of the year and possibly one of the top comic book movies ever. Anyways, just wanted to throw that out there for a bit of debate and discussion. Keep up the awesome work on the cast. Tell Derek I'm sending him a cardboard cutout of Whedon in a tight angel shirt, similar to Ross's Frankie Say Relax shirt from Friends. Daniel just threw meat down in the lion's do you, den. You remember that? See, you remember or that? They just threw Daniel down but in the do, lion's do you, den. I remember the shirt. Okay, good. Do you remember the reference on Friends, though, when he got it yes. back from Rachel and he put it on? <laughs> and it's so tight. I've put on tight shirts before. You wanted me to apologize to this guy. He says, best wishes, guys, and God bless. So, peace out, hombres. Uh, that and that's doesn't make Keith. it okay. Yeah. Um, Keith, well, Keith is not alone in his assessment because as... If these are the emails you read me, I'm worried about the ones I don't get to hear. I mean, I don't really hold anything back, Derek, because that's our relationship. You had me at relationship. Exactly. Um, I, you know, I think I think that what happens is 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 when we here was here's the thing with me. I think Derek, it needs to be said we loved Avengers. We love the Avengers. Um, I, let me speak for but myself. You hate the Dark Knight. Let it. Let me speak for myself right now. I loved the Avengers. What I don't love is just how much praise and adulation um, Joss Whedon is getting. Now, when you talk about the characters being established, everything, I mean, you made our point for us, Keith, as, as Derek already said. We said that what he should be applauded for is not crafting this incredible thing, but not screwing it up, because the potential to screw it up was there, and it's been there in every movie, and every single director, and every single movie maker, and every single actor, and every single script has had the potential to blow the whole process up and and ruin the road to the Avengers, and then the Avengers had the potential to be this thing that, that messed up. Whedon Bloated. Is, yes, Whedon is talented. There's no doubt about that, and, and he's done some good work in comic books especially, 
But at the end of the... And he's a comic book fan, and I think that plays into the success of what happened and the reason he stayed on point. You know, it's not like when Joel Schumacher he, took he's over... He's done some great work at showing what not to do on a TV show. It, well, I mean, you know, let's not be too harsh and critical, but I, I think that at the end of the day, you know, he didn't do what Joel Schumacher did when he took over the Batman franchise and paid homage to the 60s Batman television show, you know, which the time that that happened, it just wasn't right for that. And so I, I think that because Whedon understands the, the, the genre and he understands the comics, that's what happened. That's why he didn't screw things up. I'm not taking away from any of his accomplishments. I'm just saying I'm you not going to pile on more. Does that make sense? We can down it. So um, this one comes from Wu. We know Wu from our Starkville's House I'm of L days. with Keith. Okay, well, this one comes from Wu. And uh, you got to be nicer, Derek. It's just good con- It's just conversation, man. Nobody hates anybody. No one's hating on anybody. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> Big Mouth Hungry. You remember Big Mouth from the Smurfs? <laughs> Here's a guy. Here's a guy. This, um, this comes from our good friend Wu. Wu S. Kim. He says, Dear Geek Out Loud, that's us. I want to do a couple of things... <laughs> Right off, I just listened to the Avengers podcast on my iPod Classic, and it was really good. Also, wanted to send my condolences to Derek and his family. Uh, the Avengers, to me, is the equivalent of Episode Four in terms. And I think he's believe he's talking about Star Wars, and I, and I take I've got a problem there. But he says, in terms of crowd response and the word of mouth between friends that they need to see this movie, I can't wait until it comes out on video. Mr. Russell and Mr. Glosson, so much, even though I'm a fan of Joss Whedon, he is the reason I became a writer, even though I don't agree with some of your guys views i respect them with that said and i mean no disrespect it sounds like you gentlemen instead of giving him his due credit you guys skated around that by giving other people on the creative team more praise with the intention of not giving weed in any or that's how it sounded also giving him backhanded compliments i'm glad he did not screw it up no that's truth i'm glad he didn't screw it up i'm glad he didn't screw it up that's that's no backhanded how is that a backhanded comment every day at work i'm glad i don't screw something up and not only that it's not paying anyone a compliment it's just telling you how i feel about the situation i'm glad he didn't screw it up just an example you didn't screw this up i mean this coming from a fan of you guys if i went on my podcast steve are you are is it recording right now i mean is, is, is the 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 piece moving are you are you watching the waveform yes i'm glad you didn't screw that up Okay, um, now I'm back to the email. I can't watch the waveform and read the email at the same time. Well, um, I wish you could multitask. I do, too. I wish you couldn't screw that That's up. quite a backhanded compliment you give me, sir. Oh. Um, he says... We've made our point. He says, uh, just an example, and this is coming from a fan of you guys. If I went on my podcast and said the backhanded praises to Nolan, like what it sounded like you did with Wheaton, I think you guys have any issues of me doing that. Mm. Um, not really. I'd not rather because really, Nolan started. I mean, Nolan. Nolan's the reason that franchise exists now. Mm-hmm. Um, Wheaton is not the reason this franchise exists. Uh, exactly. Um, I'd rather you guys. And I'm not saying you should do this in the future. But if you're not a fan of Wheaton, just say we don't like the majority of Wheaton's work, and just say that, which you kind of did toward the beginning and the end of your review, and on many of this in your other podcasts. So I really don't understand not giving him credit at all or refusing to give him credit, saying credit goes only to the executive producers. Lastly, are you guys saying any director, let's say Michael Mann, Miami Vice, or Guy Ritchie, would have done any better or for this movie would have done any better for this movie, or would it have made no difference who the director was or the writers were uh, because who like is to say they wouldn't? I, I'm not. Who is to say that wouldn't have been a ten times better film if somebody else had done it? Uh, now, who's to say it wouldn't have sucked ten times worse? 
Un, he says, unbiased opinion. That's how he closes out. Unbiased opinion, Whedon should get his due credit, but he shouldn't get all of it. But he should get committed for his work on the project. Great times life with you guys, and I loved Mr. Russell's poster story. I, I, I never non-commended Whedon. No. Did we non-commend Whedon? I, did I, we not say he did a fantastic I job? I don't know that non-commend is a word. I'm using it. Okay. I feel comfortable with it at the moment. Okay. I'm going with All it. All right. Um, I feel like it's going to happen a little bit more throughout the episode, I feel like. Derek, th- let me tell it you. It harkens back to those days when we used to. Well, it's it's a transitional thing that people yeah. are going through where, you know, this Whedon has a huge fan base. He really does, and and, and rightfully so. I think that his, his stuff has appealed to a lot of audiences. And I liken it, and I've said this, that when anyone gets overly critical of George Lucas, I'm quick to kind of step up and, and take up for him because I kind of I admit that I kind of blindly follow Lucas into the fray. You're not about to compare those two, are I'm you? I'm not comparing Whedon and Lucas. I'm comparing the fandom that I have for Lucas with the fandom that people have for Whedon. And so I understand where people are coming from, and I knew that the minute we didn't just kind of bend over to, to bow down at the throne of Joss Whedon that, that we would get these, this kind of response... And I, and I want people to understand, we're not bashing Whedon, and we're not even doing backhanded compliments. I think that Whedon did a great job with what he had to do. But you also, you can't, dis- I tell you who you can't dismiss is executive producer Kevin Feig. I think that's how you say his name. Yes. Uh, and, and I'd it- like to interject. I also saw an uh, interview with Whedon the other day where he said that Kevin was the one that decided to kill Coulson, not. Oh, wow. Yes. And see, and that's that shocks me. But that's that's the. And you know. he wanted to make that known because he he was like immediately when Kevin said that he, <clears throat> when the meeting happened originally, and Kevin said we're going to have to kill Coulson. Here's why, you know. Here's why mm-hmm. I think we should kill him. Joss was like, we need to make that known because everybody's going to just assume I did it, right? <laughs> and he knows himself. And see, I like that. I like that we knows himself. You know what I'm saying? And and the thing is, it's like Kevin Feig drove this train from Iron Man on through. There, I, I heard about another interview with Kevin Feige where someone asked him, did you know that coming into the end of Iron Man that you were going to be doing an Avengers movie? He's like, no, we did it on a whim, saying if this could happen, let's do this, as if it could happen. And he said, and it just worked, and everything's continued to work. And But the thing is, and I think he's being humble about not taking the credit for, for having the scruples and the knowledge and the and the foresight to really drive the train that was driven into the Avengers and, and making it the success it was. And, and so I feel like that when we begin to talk about, because here's what happened, is everyone was talking about, what got me going was everyone was talking <clears throat> about the comedic genius of Whedon. And everyone was talking about just how awesome he is. And, what, you know, and I'm just like, why are we just giving him all the credit? You know, when I talk about Star Wars, I talk about George Lucas, yes, but you know who else we talk about? Irvin Kirshner. We talk about Dave Prowse. We talk about Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford. We talk about even Ray Park and Liam Neeson and, and Ewan McGregor. We talk about these people. Frank Oz, you know, these are the people we talk about, understanding that though George Lucas was the mind and really the heart and soul behind this thing, we talk now about Dave Filoni. We talk about James Arnold Taylor and Dee Bradley Baker. Though, though, though that George was the, the heart and soul behind this thing, he could not have done it without the people that he ended up surrounding himself with. And, and there are so many happy accidents that happened along the way as far as, like, uh, you know, some editing choices in, in the original Star Wars and, 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 getting, and him being talked into by his then-wife 
um, to keep Anthony Daniels as the voice of C-3PO rather than go the route George wanted to, to keep a few little bits in there that we've come to know and love that he wanted to take out because the audience was laughing a little bit. And it was a good laugh. It wasn't laughing at, it was laughing with. And he wasn't comfortable with that, but they talked him into keeping it in, and it's become iconic stuff, you know. Uh, the I love you, I know. George Lucas didn't like that, and Kirshner talked him into keeping it in there. And so it's, it's the whole idea that even as a fan of Lucas and as someone who respects Lucas and as someone who will not take overly harsh criticism of Lucas, um, I recognize that there's more to the stuff that he's done than just him. And, and, and what I want to say to the Whedon fans who listens is, or who listen, not who listens, but the Whedon fans who listen, subject verb agreement fatty, um, mm. is, is I want to say to you, yes, he did a fine job directing this movie, and he did a great job of balancing what, as a writer, balancing the, the screen time of all these characters with the exception of maybe Thor. And, and at the end of the day, you know, he did his job, he did it well. And could anyone have stepped in there and done it? I don't know. You know, but that's not the issue. The issue is, is, is here's this guy who has this huge fan base who did a, who did a good job. I'm going to give him his druthers. I'm just not going to get all up in, up in, uppity excited about, yay, you know, it's like stick to movies now. You know, don't try to go back to the world of TV, buddy. You know, you had your, you had your successful run with the Buffy. Um, and and I understand that you know and they're I'd pe- say Angel had a successful run. I think yeah, Angel was successful. I mean, I mean you know, what, that's five years. I think yeah. I think anything over three seasons mm-hmm. is successful. And it had a great um, it had a great <clears throat> series finale. I mean, I watched the series finale of both Buffy and Angel. You know, and and Angel had a really cool series I, finale. I, I love the last few minutes of Angel when he's like, I get to slay the dragon. You know, and yeah, and, and that's a great stuff. And I think Whedon... Knowing that they're not coming back right, and going out like that. And I think Whedon is a good writer. I think that he's got... And like I say, he's done some good comic book work, you know? And and so, I don't know. I just... Simmer down now! Is all I'm saying. Simmer down now. Simmer down now. So, uh, we've got one more, I think, about... Well, here's one from Gary. Um, Gary says, Hiya, Steven Derek. Or, Hiya, Steven Derek. Hiya, hiya, hiya. After listening to your Avengers pod, I just had to shoot you guys an email. First, um, he says, uh, let me see. Let me get past the personal stuff because we don't want to make it awkward. Uh, Let's make it awkward. No, the fun stuff. In much get the it same, awkward up in here. In much the same way you were bothered by the Whedon praise on Twitter, I was a little bothered by you diminishing his role in it. I just oh. thought it was biased due to you not being a fan of his stuff, but towards the end of your goal Avengers pod, I realized that wasn't the case. As you begrudgingly... you emailed me? Yes. As you begrudgingly okay. admitted, he probably had a hand in a few of the cool things you loved in the flick. I then saw it wasn't just you bashing Whedon, even though he had a sizable role in making Avengers what it was but rather that he was far from the only one responsible, and it was unfair for Whedon fans to give him all the credit just for doing a good job with an already great base laid out for him, and I totally agree. Keep up the good work, fellas. See ya, Steve. And that's from Gary. Did you get me a monkey? Did you get me a monkey? So Thanks, Ga- Gary. Thanks, Gary, for listening and giving us our fair shake. That's my thing. These people are not actively listening. There's a difference between hearing and listening, you know? You know. Derek, we got more Avengers love. Love? Yes, this is from um, Mark. Like, like, loved us talking about it? Love the Avengers. Love the Avengers. Just wanted to get into it. People like to have their voice heard, Derek. They do. Uh, I just didn't know where you were going with that, and I was trying to clarify. He says, hey, guys. Hey, 
Hey guys. Hey, hey. guys. Thanks. Hey. Thanks for the Avengers review show. I've You're been welcome. anxiously waiting for Goal to come out ever since I saw the film. I just want to say how much I enjoy the movie. I feel like it's one of those rare movies that live up that actually lives up to the massive expectations. In my mind, one movie hasn't had so many expectations hanging on it since The Phantom Menace. And even though it's not my personal favorite of the prequels, I saw in theaters over 20 times back in the summer of 99. I still didn't feel like it lived up to expectations. Avengers not only lived up to, but surpassed expectations for me. We'll talk about the whole Phantom Menace thing at a later date, Mark. I was starting to get frustrated the week or two leading up to the, to the U.S. release. It felt like everyone had already seen it except me. I couldn't click on any website without running into spoiler-filled reviews and clips from the movie itself. For once, I actually did the smart thing, and I did not read any reviews or watch any clips. Every day, I would come home from work and watch the trailer over and over and dream. That's a good life you got there, Mark. When I finally got to see the movie, I was so glad I didn't watch any of those clips. I wish studios would just release one trailer and leave it at that. No. No. No, Mark. No. In regards to geek god Joss Whedon, I agree with some of your points. I consider these Marvel movies to be like a game of hot potato with the franchise being passed from Favreau to Leterrier to Brannig to Johnston to Whedon. And as of yet, no one has dropped the hot potato. Now it's Black's turn. I guess that's who is directing Iron Shane Man Black. 3. Yes, Shane okay. Black. I do think Whedon brings several strengths, though. He's great at balancing teams of characters, apparently so. I think if there had been a different director, Black Widow and Hawkeye stories would have been drastically cut down and the movie would have been in danger of turning into Iron Man 3. I agree with that point. I really do. And, and I think either that or Black Widow and Hawkeye's story would have been brought to the forefront more and, and, and the rest of the heroes would have just kind of shown up at the end, I, you know. I think Whedon has a talent of allowing each character to shine. He knows how to get the audience invested in each character on screen and not just the main character. I also think there's something to be said for having a director who's also a fan of the material. I think as a fanboy director, he brings a deeper respect, understanding, and love of the Marvel Universe. What comes... Mm. Well, I mean, he wrote for the Marvel Universe. What comes that to... doesn't make you a fanboy. Right, but I think, I think that he... But he's admitted as much that he is, though. So you and I have that theory where there should always be somebody like us mm-hmm. who's who's kind of keeping tabs. I wouldn't call on. it a, a producer as much as a consultant. A consultant, like Tom Mankiewicz on Superman. What was his credit on Superman the movie? Story consultant or something? Something like that. Yeah, it's just something where they keep things in check. Like if there had been a story consultant on Green Lantern, that wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, what comes to mind for me is... And when I say that, I mean everything from when the Paramount logo came up <laughs> at the beginning to when you saw you, Sinestro... You mean the Warner on, Brothers logo. When I saw the Warner Brothers logo right. come up at the beginning right. till the, the Sinestro... Here's a guy that hated the movie so much he tried to give it to another movie company. Um, I just want Warner Brothers to succeed. <laughs> he says, yes. I, I tried to write that one off on Paramount. <laughs> he says, what comes to mind for me is the Harry Potter series. As I watch each Harry Potter movie, I feel I can tell which directors were true fans of the source material and which directors were just hired guns to bring a script to the big screen. Back to Avengers. I feel Whedon injected a lot of meat into the movie for fanboys to chew on while not alienating your average moviegoer. Quick aside. Meat injection. Always yeah. a oh. word you want to use. Yes. In uh, I will say this. It was on my third viewing of the Avengers, I noticed that the, the facility at the beginning is Project Pegasus, which if you're a Marvel fan, that's a big deal. Um, he says, thanks, Steve, for explaining what happened when Thor struck Cap's shield. That was one of those little things I didn't yeah. understand. I gotta, I gotta write something. I gotta. 
Okay. At the end of the day, I think Whedon made something that was difficult to accomplish seem effortless. Going forward after the next round of individual movies, I'd love to see Avengers 2 and 3 shot back to back. That way we can get a great cliffhanger ending on A2. In regards to the Justice League, I understand why they were initially planning we're calling on... calling them that now? Yeah, I hope not. Two. Let's not do that. Um, he did. I'm just reading his email. Uh, in regards you. to the Justice League, I understand why they were initially planning on jumping straight into a JLA movie, skipping over the individual films. I think this would have been a mistake, and I really think having watched Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, and Captain America movies first made the Avengers experience something unique. You felt like you, you knew the characters already, and seeing how they interact with each other is a big part of the fun. It's very much a character-driven story. It's actually amazing to me to think that Iron Man came out the same year as Dark Knight and Avengers is coming out the same year as Dark Knight Rises. It really didn't take that long to build up to Avengers by making all those movies. I really don't see why DC couldn't accomplish this as well. Amen and amen, sir. So, that's from Mark. Derek? I still think you and I should be handling Justice League, maybe. Well... I don't think I'm man enough to handle the Justice League movie. I think we could, I, th- I think we could make it happen. Um, Just in the ideas we sit and bounce off of each other, I think we could make it work. That's all I'm saying. Just hire us. Uh, so Let's yeah, put that, I'm well, putting that out in the ether. Okay. Um, so I'm sure this was Whedon's idea, so we have to give him credit for it. Mm-hmm. There's a part. And there's the scene where Tony and Bruce are talking alone mm-hmm. on the helicarrier. And there and, and it's the whole part about not wanting that part of him to the other guy, you know, not wanting that part to come out and all that stuff. The shot is Tony looking at Bruce. We're looking at the back of Bruce's head. We're 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 watching Tony. And if you look at the reflection in the window, it is the Hulk's reflection. What? Yeah. No way. Oh, yeah. Give me a second. Are you sure? I'm sure. That's awesome. That is awesome. I've seen the movie four times now, and I've not noticed that. That is spectacular. I got got to find it for you. If that's real life. It's real. I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure it's real. I think real. someone photoshopped it. It's subtle. It well, yeah. But it's real. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the Easter eggs in this thing are pretty pretty darn subtle, um, which I think is is a little bit you know that's it, one of those things they've done in all these Marvel movies, are, are put those things that if you blink you'll miss it. You know, the only blatant one they did is when Coulson pulled out that prototype Captain America shield in in Iron Man two and um, was like, where'd you get this? And how much more does that scene mean now? This is what I'm Avengers, you know. So, yeah. So that's the easiest way to get this to you. I uh, guess I'll just put it here in the chat. How about that? Put it in the old chat. I reckon. Right there. All right. Mm, look at there. Drop it like a top. Popped up. Stuff and junk. All right. This is the Tumblr feed. Uh, wow. This is when. Okay, this is when they're standing there, and this is when he's saying. Uh, that is awesome. I think it's oh man, and that's not and that's not really a, a someone would have had to do a lot of work to Photoshop that because it's it's a GIF, huh? Mm-hmm. GIF. Uh, GIF. GIF. Choosy mother. Um, 
This is where he's talking about him being a uh, Banner says I'm an, it's like an exposed nerve or whatever and 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 Tony's trying to explain to him like look you should have died with that exposure to the gamma radiation you know and he's like so you're saying the Hulk saved my life and he's like I'm saying yeah and he's like well good that I guess I should take comfort in that you know why he's like I don't know maybe we'll find out and and that whole scene ends with I don't think you'll enjoy that too much. Or he says, I don't, he says, maybe you won't enjoy that as much as you think you will. And Tony says, maybe you will, you know? And, um, yeah, it's there. There are that computer screen thing that mm -hmm. is, uh, that's transparent. And that does definitely look like the Hulk there, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That's, that's awesome. All right. I mean, I'll give that to Joss Whedon. Whedon won. Steric 52. That's right. <laughs> Well, Derek, it is a it is a show full of snippets. Whereas I only had one snippet last time that was the Avengers. I've got a couple. I know you've got a few. We've got some things to discuss. So let's uh, snippet good. Whoopa! 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 Yeah, that's what um, I said. Whoopa! Be before we get into anything too geeky with the snippets, I would like to. Uh, Talk about uh, the ABC television show Duets. <laughs> For those of you playing at home, uh, uh, <laughs> um, a few Transition. yeah, a few months ago, uh, my brother started this journey. Actually, I don't know how much can be told. I, they mentioned a little bit on the show, but but basically, Jennifer Nettles, who is who is a member of the group Sugarland. Um, She's from the town where my brother lives now, and and he is the music pastor at Jennifer's grandmother's church. And Jennifer's mom called John up and said, hey, if you heard this is going on, you need to uh, send in a video to Jennifer. And apparently her mom also got in touch with Jennifer and said, you need to make sure you watch this video and listen and, and you know, and consider this guy. Um, and so John was chosen to be uh, one of Jennifer Nettle's partners on the show. It's basically four celebrity singers. They've, in their own ways, sought out uh, partners to, to come on the show, sing with them on a weekly basis, and the, 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 the people are then judged by the celebrities who are not singing during that performance. The and, duetteurs. Yes, and, um, and then they are ranked according to the score they receive. And then last week on the show... Uh, they started dropping off, you know, and 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 one person being sent home. So um, each week. So if John should make it to the live portion of the show, um, and even if he doesn't make it to the live portion of the show, I guess I should say, uh, when they get to the live show, apparently it's going to be America's when, Votes. When things. when John Glosson? Well, makes it to the we live you know show. we don't know. We're hoping. I'm just you saying. Know, um, we're hoping that he, we're hoping that he does, and uh, you know, a lot of people around here are like, oh, he's gonna make it. You know, he is. I'm like, I really, honestly, at this point, don't. Um, I, I think he got dropped a little bit last night. I got to tell you, number listen, three. I wanna. I'm just gonna say this, and he he was number one last night, and see? I I agree. And I, let me tell you something. Okay. Let me tell you something. Right. I don't like these shows. Oh, I don't either. I, I don't watch American Idol. Mm -mm, I don't watch either. The Voice. Mm -mm, I don't like either. this crap. I'm watching mm -mm. this for him. And yes. Let me tell you something. He was number one last night. He was. I agree. I agree. I think that... He was a John Wilkes Booth bullet last he, night. Oh, wow. That's kind of... that's Is that it's a hot like button? John Wilkes Booth. He'll, he'll sneak up on you and blow your brains is, out. Is for, that for, a hot button issue? I mean, that's, I that's, don't know. That, is it too soon? Too soon. Um, with, with that movie coming out. For a Civil yeah. War reference? 
I think John Wilkes Booth's a vampire. I was about to say the same thing. It's like we're <laughs> twins. Um, <laughs> no, I, you know what? I'm, and I'm telepathy. I'm, I'm going to tell. I'm going to. I'm going to talk serious here for a minute about the situation. I'm like you. I don't watch these kind of shows. The only reason I'm watching it is because my brother's on. That's right. Um, and when I watch the, and I know I'm biased, and I want to go ahead and put that out there to everyone listening. I'm biased, and if you send in emails that hating on, that are hating on my brother, I will not respond to you. And you were your email not done be that? read. That do what? Has somebody done that? No, no. But I'm going to get real here. But we're about to we're about to talk about our good old friends' television without pity in a second. <gasps> um. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. Remember oh, the fun we had with them a few years crap. back. Hold my earring. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I really feel I'm like... serious, Steve. Hold my earring. Okay. Uh, I really feel like the first week, John had the best performance of the night. I really do, um, as biased as I am. The, the performer who was ranked number one missed a few notes in, in the place. He, doesn't, he was not as comfortable on stage as John. He was not as powerful as John was on stage, and the two people that were in front of him that night, or the one person that was the other person that was in front of him, just I'm sorry, was not up to snuff. It, you know, she ends up in the bottom two uh, this past week, and and it's just like she should have been there that week as well. I guess yes. I think. Um, and this then pink hair. do what? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Was Olivia, pink haired one. No, no, no. Olivia, who. Uh, oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. She she was she was number two, I think, that week, and should have been below john but anyhow uh the second week john did ain't no mountain high enough and i agree with everyone you've got to know john to realize during that performance how much he wasn't trying to perform he was just having a good time he cutting was having up fun. yeah and and that's a thing where if you don't know him then you're definitely going to think oh he's trying to perform and be all you know he's he's trying to force it but it really wasn't you know uh and here's where television with pity comes in Derek. Um, television without pity. Television without pity. Last week, John performed uh, the hymn "How Great Thou Art," and leading up into the hymn, because it was songs that inspired, John uh, shared with Jennifer Nettles that that day of their rehearsal, uh, you know, he'd been talking to my mom, and he found out that that was the day that she found out she was pregnant with him. And then the following day, we lost my older brother to cancer. It's no. It's no secret on the show that I had an older brother who passed with leukemia. You know, I've talked about him right. with the Star Wars stuff and everything. Right. Um, and and that's always been one of those things in our family. It's just been one of those neat stories, you know, that, that basically, you know, but based on our faith and everything, we always felt like, you know, God was just preparing. Not that he was replacing Walt with John, but that he was preparing, you know, my family with a blessing to help kind of bolster them during this hard time. And... Um, and he talked about that, and, and he went on, you know, some of course, it's all in the editing, and there was some stuff that he said that was edited out, but he said, I want to dedicate this performance tonight to my parents and my brother, whom I've never met. There weren't a lot of tears. He got choked up at one point while he was explaining to the story to Jennifer, um, but that was that. that. It was over and done, and when he sang How Great Thou Art, he just belted it out, and he did a great job. On television without pity, because what I've been doing is looking for reviews. I can't believe you haven't told me about this. Well, I'm I so glad though because those reactions. Uh, yes, be I want your real reaction. <clears throat> On television without pity, I, what I do is after the show, a, a day or two after the show is aired, a lot of times I'll go looking for reviews from people who don't know John because yeah. there's so many people who know me through the podcast and who know John, and you know they're all glad hand and patting on the back and stuff, and I want to mm -hmm. see what people who have no connection are saying. And I and I you know and I've braced myself for negativity, 
and, and negative comments about, you know, his voice or his singing or that sort of thing. And, and so I'm fine with that. But this one reviewer on Television Without Pity, who we've had problems with in the past, by the way, and that's why I don't mind calling them out here, was talking about that vignette and said, use this word, exploitive. Basically, she was accusing my brother of taking our deceased brother's story and using that simply to exploit the emotions of the audience. Now, this is someone who doesn't know my family, who doesn't care. know me, I don't care. who doesn't have any connections to us whatsoever. And... All I'm saying is, it's like, if you want to talk about his performance, fine. Do you not like the song? Fine. Do you not like... But the minute you start throwing words out like that, like, like John was trying to use this situation to exploit the audience, I took great offense at that. Is this Kim? Um, I, not Kim. <laughs> she wrote last night. That's probably who it is, yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. And, and I understand that the whole thing with television without pity is it's television without pity. And, and that, you know, and snark is the rule of the day over there. But that wasn't snark. That was like attacking a serious situation in, in, a, in, a, in something that was truly heartfelt and something that meant something. And, you know, we've had our issues with these people in the past over on another podcast we used to do called Starkville's House of L. It was the premier Smallville podcast on the interweb. And, um, and and they treated us like we had no clue what we were talking about or doing. And and at this point, I'm like, you know what? I, I've seen other reviews that were kind of, you know, lukewarm to John. And it's like, I can handle that. That's fine, you know. But there's so many things I want to say about this person that I just really don't need to say. And it, it's just like, tone down the snark and, and quit being a witch. There it is. I said it, Derek. This is, you know, this is the form. This is the outlet I have to lash back sometimes, and 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 I'm not one to want to lash back to criticism that's legitimate and 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 decent criticism. But you did not live through. I was alive, you know. I was a kid when my brother died. I was here. I, you know, I remember as much as I can. I, I remember being kind of carted off to people to babysit me while my parents had to stay in the hospital night after night. You know, I remember. Um, you know, being told, you know, well, your mom and dad are at your brother's funeral right now. You know, I remember, uh, you know, all of these different experiences as a kid. And I remember, you know, growing up and hearing about my brother and, 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 and my parents never hiding this aspect from us. It's not something. And so when we begin to talk about my brother who passed away, it's never anything we do just to start tugging on the heartstrings. It's just one of those things. It's just part of our family, you know? It, it, it's a, it's, yeah, I mean, there's nothing other to say that it's part of you. And this is trite writing. Yes. I mean, just... Yeah. You know... Worry that... Uh, go away, pop-up. Uh, Jennifer speaks directly to me and says that if John is having fun up there and I don't like it, I'm a hater. Well, get me fitted for my hater suit because I plan to hate. Mm-hmm. Jennifer's still wearing a terrible jumpsuit. I don't mind John John's movements. It's his dumb facial expressions that bug me. Listen up, mm. lady. Nobody ever got ahead anywhere being mean. There's a difference between writing about something and critiquing something and just being plain critical. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're a bad person. Yes. I, I mean, I don't, I, I hate to call her out, but that's true. She's just decided she does not like John 
and she's going to just I'm, let I loose. think I think she thought Chloe was Lois. She yes, that's what I'm thinking, Derek. This was a closer. She knows who John is. She knows who we are, and, and she's this like, all, "This is her. This us. is her way of thank you because you've brought it full circle." I was kind of thinking the same thing. I just was scared to air it because I know that no, it's fine. Go for a walk, get a pet, get some ice cream, and do something else. That's right. That's because right. writing is obviously not your strong suit. <laughs> Agreed. Um, here's the thing: if you want to email me and tell me, you know what, Steve, I didn't think John gave a strong performance. This seemed a little off. This seemed a little weird. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I called John last night. When I when the show was over, I called John and I said, John, this was your best performance since the first week. I want to say that right up the bat. Even with How Great Thou Art last week, this was last night when he did um, uh, Life is a Highway. It was his best performance since the first week, in my opinion. And I, But this is the thing I followed up with. Did you mug a leprechaun and steal his pants to wear to rehearsal? Because brother had on some green britches, son. I told what did I text you? You text me, Mr. Green Jeans. And I'm just, I want to know what he, I, I don't know what clown convention he was coming from to, to go rehearse his song with Jennifer. I, I'm just, I was kind of embarrassed in that moment to be his brother. And I can say that because, well, I shared a room with him for seven You're years. You're his brother. So. <laughs> You're his brother. You're not somebody hiding behind a computer screen. That's right. That's I hate right. The internet. I hate. I do. I do. Hate. I despise it so much. Duets is is not really doing as strong I think as ABC hoped it would do with ratings and that sort of thing. And it's an awkward time for them to be airing it too. You know, right here in the summer. And well, and, and now we've jumped from Thursday to Wednesdays. Yeah. Well, that's because of the uh, basketball playoffs. Yeah. And so it'll be back when they go live. I think it'll be on Thursday. So do you know what he's singing next week? Can you? I don't the, know. The movies I don't, episode? I don't remember at all what he's singing. Okay. Um, he may he may try to belt out some My Heart Will Go On because, <gasps> no lie, my brother loves some Celine Dion. Is so, he going to hit some Aladdin? Uh, <laughs> do you? I mean, do you know something about that, Derek? A little bit. Um, what do you know? <laughs> Let's just say I'm way more into the Glosson family net than you thought I was. Um, I want to know who you've been talking to because <laughs> I'm going to strangle somebody. And and if he I've does, I've been talking to Kim over at television without. If pity. he does, let me tell you something. If he does that, if he does that, I'm going to drive to Douglas and hug him. Um, How far away is he from you? Thirty minutes. It's about a thirty oh, minutes. No, not bad at all. Um, so when were all these filmed? These were filmed back in May. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Derek, so he's been home for a few weeks. Okay, real quick. I'm pausing yeah. everything. No. No, I don't want you to pause okay. it. I want to keep going. I, wh- tell me momentum, what you, momentum, momentum, momentum. Tell me what you know about Aladdin. Um, As it pertains... Street rat. Um, no, no, no. As it <laughs> pertains to myself and my brother, what do you know about Aladdin? I think the word. I was about to go into the whole thing and I couldn't do it. All I could come up with was it's, street rat. I think it's riff rat, riff raff, street, street rat. rat. I don't buy that. What? Tell tell me what you know of that. Just a little Mm-mm. snack. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. What? I can show you the world. Um. I, this is this. Steve, con- you ain't ever had a friend like me. Mm-mm. No, that's true. That's true. But. That's true. I want to know what you know about Aladdin as it pertains to myself and John Glosson, Star of Duets. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, good. Did you just kind of grab that? Is that just something you grabbed? Uh, uh, Sure. Maybe based on a tweet you saw today? 
I have not. No? Okay. No, I fully know what I'm discussing. Well, my Lanta. Well, Derek, bust me out. Go ahead. No, not now. Later. Well, because if you don't, I'm going to. There's time now. If you... (laughs) Please do it just so you can get my reaction to know if you really know. I got to know if you really know. I mean, I might be in the possession of... You're not in the possession of anything. I might be in a little bit of possession of some footage. Well, there's no footage. Thank God. Okay. I don't think there's footage. Well, it's audio. That, mm. But it had to come through as footage. Mm. Let's put it like that. Over the interwebs. Do I have a sister to thank for this? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I will definitely get in touch with her. <laughs> um, I don't and, know what you and mean. find out if I have a sister to thank for this. Um, the year... That's existentialism. You do have a sister. Yes. The year was... Uh, you don't have to bust yourself out there, bud. Sometime in the 90s. Well, that's what I do. I mean, I can pull up the video right now. No, there's no sense in all that. Okay, well. Um, when in Rome? I mean, do you really have some... Derek, let's be honest right now. Go on. Pinky swear. <laughs> I can't... What do you want to do around the XLR cord? You sure. Okay. I think I might have a short in this one. Do you have something? Do you have a? Do you have audio of that could be potentially embarrassing ah! to me? Do I? Don't I? It's kind of... You're not my air. friend anymore. You're not my friend anymore until you tell I'm me the truth. I'm not your friend anymore. Until you tell me the truth. I, I, the truth is I'm your friend. All right. We're going to move on. Um, another? What I want to say is, is next Wednesday at the time of recording, tune in 930 on ABC. Uh, you can tweet at John Duets. Um, hashtag it with hashtag all right. That's A-W-W-R-I-G-H-T. All right. And um, and check it out. See what you think. I've really been proud of them. It's all over the Hulu. It's on the ABC website. If you've missed some episodes, they're there to check out. And uh, and I hope you enjoy what you see. The one thing about this show is everyone that's on there is talented. Um, all the vocalists are pretty talented. They're not all the greatest performers, but they're all talented. And they didn't do a big cattle call. You don't have the funny audition stuff. It's just... It's like here's these singers. We're going to put them out there with I'd, these celebrities. I'd kind of rather if Robin, if Alan Thicke was actually on there. You would what? I kind of rather it if Alan Thicke was actually on there. Oh yeah, instead of Robin. Yeah. Yeah, Robin Thicke has he's become. I mean, this has been his ticket to stardom. He was very little, no, not well known until. I mean, I guess he was well known, but not as well known as as the others until this show. And um, I, I even saw a news report where they were saying that he after that. After the uh, after the premiere episode, he was the most Googled thing the next day. But people trying mm-hmm. to get information about him and everything. Google. Um, and he's eating it up, man. Like he's really. I mean, I got to say this. I don't necessarily like the guy, but he is using every minute of screen time he gets to really he's kind got of show some out. Hair. He does have some hair. And if, when you, if you close your eyes and listen, there are a lot of times where he sounds like his dad. I want him to say, "Now, Mike." I want to hear him say that at some point. But he can't because the host name is Caduce. 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 Um, so that's a snippet we got there, Derek. You got? I know you've got some snippets as well. Um, I hate television without pity, and Kim can go suck an egg. Mm. Raw, a raw egg. Raw, raw, raw. Um, so <laughs> raw egg. Um, Wreck it, Ralph. Oh my gosh. Wreck-It Ralph. That's probably the greatest thing I've seen since I watched The Avengers. 
Monday. Since you watched the Avengers Monday. Yes. So you've seen it again this week. Yes. Uh, well, I had some kids in my youth group that hadn't seen it yet. So we had to go see it. Come on. What kind of youth pastor would I be? Okay. Did you avert their eyes during certain scenes? No. What scenes were there to avert their eyes during? Uh, peppered shorts. I don't know. Mm-mm. Don't avert my eyes during Mm-mm. that scene. Uh-uh. Ain't no sense. It's just, I, I did have to tell a lot of my girls not to lust over Captain America and Thor. Okay. And uh, and then when Pepper Listen, Potts... Listen, I have a... I, I'm being honest with you. I got a little hard time not lusting after Thor. Dude, that's <laughs> in, in Thor, yeah. in that one scene where it's he's got, got his awkward. shirt off? Uh, Good night. Shirt off? Yeah, in Thor, in the movie Thor. Yeah. It's like, I need to get a still shot of that and put it on my mirror so that every day I have to look at it and, <laughs> and tell myself... And I just want to be a little better yeah. today. Yeah. Like, why can't you be like this, fatty? I hate myself sometimes. But no, Wreck-It Ralph, uh, starring the vocal talents of John C. Riley, Sarah Silverman. It is the new Disney movie coming out in November. I just watched the trailer tonight. Derek, this thing is the most amazing thing I've seen ever come out of Disney. I am so yes. excited about Wreck-It Ralph. This, to me, it's like, what is Tron? Because this is what Wreck-It is Ralph. Tron? Wreck-It Ralph. Oh. You were so excited while watching that trailer. It was so cute. I was. I, there, was a, there was a smile from the moment he's... Okay, if you have not seen the, the trailer for Wreck-It Ralph, stop now. Go watch the trailer for Wreck-It Ralph. We'll wait. We'll wait. All right, we're back. Now, see, because they paused it. See what I did? I got now? it. Okay. So. <laughs> what if they didn't? We needed to wait like a minute and a half. So, in this trailer, it opens up at an arcade... Um, much like Tron, and um, Tron, and someone's playing this game, and and it's and it's Fix It Felix, Fix It Felix, yeah, and and so Fix It Felix, arch nemesis, I guess, is Wreck It Ralph. Fix It Felix, voiced by Jack McBrayer from Thirty Rock, and he comes out and says, "I'm I'm gonna wreck, I'm it. Gonna wreck it," and and he starts to beat down this building, and apparently the, on this little game, the whole thing is you get Fix It Felix to fix things before he you breaks you were Fix It Felix, yeah. And so, and Wreck-It Ralph is the bad guy. Well, he gets tired of being the bad guy and people not liking him. And, and he's kind of doing a voiceover in the trailer. And then the next thing you see is he's sitting in a room full of other bad guys, including but not limited to Bowser from Super Mario Brothers. Dr. Robotnik from Sonic the Hedgehog. And a ghost from Pac-Man. Who I think is leading the... Th- it seems like he's leading yeah, the little group. Yeah, I got that. I got it that. It is so awesome. I, and I just... I'm my, Not since the days of Roger Rabbit have I been so impressed with the characters on the screen at the same time, you know? In, in oh, and then, form. like, they said that doesn't even touch the surface. I mean, there's Street Fighter, Double Dragon. There's a point where he's talking to Qbert. Qbert is in there. You know, it's just like, oh, my gosh. This is... It looks hilarious, but at the same time, that's really a great reference. Though, Steve. It is. It, it's like the modern day Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It really kind. Of, it really kind of feels like that. And the whole or, thing is, or cartoon all stars. Yes, and the, wow, and wow. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole the whole idea is that Wreck It Ralph is going to try to find a new game to fit in where he doesn't he have to be being, the bad he, guy. He, he's he's the he's the bad guy, but it doesn't mean he's a bad guy. That's right. That's what the zombie said. <laughs> Labeling. <laughs> Hi, zombie. 
the support group for villains. That was that was awesome. That is a great little scene. You need to check out the trailer. I'm that comes out in November. I believe that's. Correct. I'm so looking forward to that, dude. I am so looking forward to that. Um, uh, like my jaw hit the floor. The minute, the minute you saw Bowser. The minute I saw Bowser, exactly. And then like, when it's that Bowser? Yes. And then it pans around and there's the little ghost. I'm like, that is awesome. And when he says he's gonna leave to go find something else, the ghost, the turns, ghost blue, turns blue. And it starts doing the little walka 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 noise that they do in, on the thing. So uh Speaking of that, did you see that t shirt from last weekend? The Waka Waka shirt? With Fozzie Bear playing yes, Pac-Man. Pac-Man. I tried to buy it, and it was already sold out. I, they didn't have it in my size, so there was no sense in me even trying to buy it. Apparently, I'm not as good with t-shirts as I am posters. Derek, I understand you have some more poster talk. You I like don't know what you're talking about. Have no, you, I, I got so much hate over the posters. You've got no hate. Who hated on you? I even you got an email. Derek, I even got an email with a link to a product. They said that this would help you with your wall space, and it's and it's poster frames what that you is, hang what is it, this drug support group? yes it's poster frames that you hang from the ceiling send me that um, <laughs> listen <laughs> hey hey steve send me that steve yes send me that send me that um, <laughs> To get that thing I sent you. Um, have you have you have you picked anything else up? Let, let me let me let's let's talk about the, here's this is a snippet. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the sound of one of the posters falling off. Whoopa, whoopa. Uh, um, I, I got a lot of love. I think I think it was not love. I think it was um, sympathy. It, it's that look you give someone when they're like, "I'm an alcoholic." <laughs> exactly. I have a gambling addiction. Oh, aren't you cute? And they pat you <laughs> on the head, you know, or something. Yes. Like, well, you'll get through it. You know, we're, we're here for you. Um, but I guess combined with all of the bad that we had in the last episode, mm-hmm. and then that, it was kind of like, well, people could, they were like, well, I guess we can't make fun of him. But right. you wait till that next episode comes That's out, right. and we'll That's get him right. next time. Kim from Television Without Pity. That's right. Um, no, I, I, I did receive a lot of uh, surprising tweets about people enjoying that, and I, I don't believe in a word of it. Um, but but um, I told yeah. you, man, Jason Spencer from Flicks Podcast was all like, what's next? Well, and then what happened? And Tell then the what story, happened? Daddy. Yes. Um, yeah, I, 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 I did. I'd, I'd say I probably got 15 or 20 tweets since that last episode of people saying, where can I, you know, give me some websites. I want to get in on this. I want to see like these prints and see, you know, and keep up, you know, cause even if you're not buying, it's cool to see this stuff go up for auction and then go out like 30 seconds later. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. It was, it was kind of cool. I guess I, I saw, you know, I got those messages and I was like, Oh, they feel too sorry for me to make fun of me. That's cute. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's it at all. I think that people genuinely, when you start talking and you get, but it's like you know how it is with a train wreck. People don't look away. That's true. But when you get, to, but Derek, anytime you get to talking about something that you're enjoying and that you're passionate about, like you just sound a little bit dumber. No, <laughs> when you when you light up, it's so much fun. I've always told you you were always one of my favorite podcasters before we ever met. So it must be true. Ancient Chinese secret, huh? That's right. Um, no, I uh, yeah, I, I got a, I got a few more. <laughs> What did you get? 
<laughs> well, I got the Ghostbusters one right. done. Yeah, dude, I saw dude, that picture. That looks sweet, dude. And and so now, um, and now I'm starting to get all of them. The thing I was waiting on is I was I was painting my office at work, and I was ripping up the floor. I was trying to redo everything in there. So I got all that done now. So now I've started hanging stuff in there. So your your Christopher Reeve and Super Grover picture is on the wall now. Mm-hmm. Um, as is the fortress. Um, and I got the the Back to the Future the three Mondo thing over my desk, which just looks amazing. At home, I got the the two Ghostbusters things going. I've gotten two of the four Superman movie posters done. Um, they gave me Superman one and three. Don't go to Hobby Lobby; they just screw you on on, on the framing. Yeah, they give you fifty percent off on the framing, but they jack the price up on the glass. That's mm. where they get you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, well, I mean, I I keep thinking of uh, here's, is it, here's the moment where I throw something. Is it in. Lethal Weapon Four where they're talking about the cell phones? They screw you with the cell phones. Yeah, they yeah. screw they screw you with the Jeff glass. Pesci. Yeah. Um. So they were telling me when I was picking up, I, I, they said your posters are ready, and I assume that meant all four of them. I don't know how I'm gonna get a huge glass matted twenty seven by forty posters in my little Toyota Avalon. But um, <laughs> so I go pick it up, and they're like, um, two of them aren't ready yet." You know, it's this ditzy, right. you know, whatever at Hobby Lobby. It's just a job, and uh, I guess it's just a job because who's got a career there? But you know, it's wow. It's, I mean, but no, I don't mean like not in management. I mean, it was just some fifteen-year-old. Oh, I got gotcha, you. Gotcha. You know, that's yeah. what I mean by that. I I would think that was not her career. Is what yeah. I where I was going. Um. And, you know, she's like, um, yeah, uh, we, we've got four, you know, Chris, she's already looking at me stupid. Cause you're like, you're the guy with the Superman poster. I don't know why she sounds like this. I guess she's been smoking since she yeah, was what 11. Is, what is her deal? <laughs> hey, hey, this man. is what Kim from television without pity sounds like. Hey man, you got, Hey, are you the one with the Superman poster? If you got the Superman poster. Hey dude. Um, talk to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why do you like Superman so much? Thank you. Nice lady. Please give me my posters now. <laughs> <laughs> so so she's like you know do you have the superman post i was like yeah whatever stop making fun of me <laughs> and uh Don't, you can't judge me you know because i walk in with the superman shirt on right right so obviously like you're going, I'm there. she's like are you going to pick up aquaman or something i'm totally going to pick up aquaman how did you know <laughs> <laughs> have you listened to the show before <laughs> For those of you who don't know, that's from when Derek went to pick up Aquaman wearing a Superman t-shirt. Yeah, I just met you, and this is crazy. But are you going to pick up Aquaman in this shirt? <laughs> Call me, baby. Um, Start so, wheel throwbacks. Yeah, so she's um, she's like, we've got Superman 1, the movie, and Superman 3, Red. Uh, but we only have two and four, the quest for peace. We do, we do, we like to do the odd ones first in the evening. And I was like, okay, why? And she was like, um, you gave us the wrong measurements. Mm. And, um, that's so like, and that's going to cost you. So two and four were bigger than one and three. Mm. And now I'm trying to make jokes and she's not getting them because she's 15. And um, I was like, yeah, two and four were a lot more, you know, bigger than one and three. Um, no. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Smoker girl. <laughs> that's like the other day. That's <laughs> I don't like, know where this story is. That's like the other day I walked into the bank and the first thing the lady yeah. says to me is like, hey, what's it like to have a brother on TV? I was like, I don't know. What's it like to work in a bank? Ooh. 
I don't know. What's it like to never be loved? <laughs> well, no, I do know. I do know what that's like. Oh, just got weird again. Anyhow, I love you. Steve. So, so you no, were able to get. They're like two and fours aren't aren't going to be ready for a few weeks. A few weeks. And I was like, what did I? I didn't give you measurements. I said, I think they're all twenty-seven by forty. Your job is to measure them. That's right. Would you not take the posters back in your little shop back there, in behind, you know, in the in the alcove and the the dungeon that is Hobby Lobby the, framing section? Mm. And would you not measure the posters before you, you order the glass? You guys and, have a ruler. Seriously, you guys not have have this thing called? I said, I said, measure? I think they're all twenty-seven by forty. I said, and I remember saying that to the girl. I said, I think they are twenty-seven. By forty, but apparently one of them's twenty-eight by forty-two. Apparently, one no one and three are twenty-seven by forty. Mm-hmm. Two and four are twenty-seven by forty-one. Mm. So they ordered frames twenty-seven by forty for two and four came in and they couldn't fit the frames in them, so they had to send them back. They're like, it's gonna cost you. Mm. I was like, the hell oh, no, it's not gonna cost me extra that y'all didn't know how to use a ruler. I mean. <laughs> I didn't. I'd not listen. Look, look. You're at Hobby Lobby. Yeah. There's there's rulers and yardsticks and tape measures all over this place. That's right. That's right. You didn't have to go down the road to Ruler Drooler. You're you've got them here at Hobby Lobby. I got it. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I went over there to Hot Diggity Dolls. They have all the dolls. So how much? <laughs> mm, mm, how much trouble? Are you in based on what you spent? I don't. I don't want a number of what you spent. I know it, and I don't know that it needs to be put out. Are, there. are we talking just for these four posters? Yes. Are we talking amount to buy said posters plus framing? Um, let's just it's, go with the framing, Derek. It's a deep hole, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't seen daylight in days. It's a it's a deep hole. Got a lot of red in your ledger all of a sudden, um, huh? Um. Well, the good thing is I got to break up the payments. Yeah, because because two and four weren't ready. Oh no, that's true. Yeah, but <laughs> so that didn't burn. As well, bad. because you you told them the wrong measurements, Derek. I did. I screwed it on purpose you, so yes. I wouldn't have to pay for all four that's of them at right. the same time. That's right. Granted, I could have just not taken all four of them there. Now, are you going? Are you going to have to pay for two and four twice since they had to order two separate? No, friends? no. I I I got I got uppity. Hmm. And said I would not be doing this because it was your fault that well, you did not measure these. I what you should have done is said. Yeah. Excuse me, ma'am. Walked out and and went to your your vehicle and pulled out two other twenty seven by forty <laughs> posters and said, "Just use I these just two. Travel around with them in my car. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got fifty million of them, right? It's, it's true. I probably did. It's totally true. Uh, I, I did. I, I did. Please take away my internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> take my iPhone. I just I want to live off the land for a while. I just want to walk the earth. <laughs> like like the Incredible Hulk. Exactly. <laughs> but that theme has to be played. Every time you leave the town. The whole time. Mm. I'm walking. Yeah, I can't do this anymore. So, um, Speaking of posters, did you see that someone tweeted me a link? Um, I don't know if it's a, just a reprint poster or what, but to the one poster I was telling you about that I would kind of wanted at one point. I put it there in, in the little chat in case you hadn't seen it. Is this the... Uh, this is the Hulk and Yoda. I, I, I looked it up after we talked mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, and I was on this website. How crazy. Yeah. It's a neat poster to it's me. It's just a reprint of it, though, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it'd, it'd have to be. 
Yeah, I looked I looked that up after we talked because I was like, I'm gonna find that for him. I'm I like, do oh, know I do I'm know the originals were. I think I think money. <laughs> I do think it's the same size as what the original was, but the fact that it's on the the heavy card stock, I think that I don't think they were. Well, so. no, I got I got some nice some nice messages of people that were actually. I mean, there were some people that thought it was funny, and then there were others who were like, Hey, give me some sites and let me, you know, I kind of like to see about this where all this is going. Um, since we've recorded the the gallery, nineteen eighty eight ones have come in. The Avengers mm-hmm. ones, yeah, they look great. Have not framed those. Captain America, the Mondo has come in. Um, I got a Black Wind Widow Mondo. Mm. Um, because Ollie Moss, who drew that one, put fifty on his website that he signed himself, and he tweeted at a random time. Mm. And it was, I, it was just happened to be. I was at my desk. It was early in the morning. He tweeted. I was like, you know, click, 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 and got it. Um, so I got like seventeen out of fifty on that one. Wow, that one's come in. Um, what else? Gallery nineteen eighty eight ones have come in. I've got the Ghostbusters one hanging. The four Australian Superman ones. Um, I'm waiting to get those framed until I get the four real twenty seven by forty mm-hmm. Superman ones. Those are going to go home, and then the Australian ones are going to go to my office. Mm. Um, those are cool. Those are 26 by 13. They're really long and narrow. Yeah. Um, they're pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, they will accompany the Fortress Mondo. Dude, everything everything you've shown me that you've picked up looks really good. Like, there's nothing that I'm like, well, that's kind of... There's nothing cheap. Then, then there's, like, things like today. Like, I'm sitting at my desk oh, seeing no. if I can get the world record for how many times I can spin, you know, around... <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. Nice. Because it's one of those kind of days. Right. And um <laughs> So here comes Mondo. It's like one Big of Bad those Mondo. kind of days. <laughs> and Mondo's like Mondo to me now, the Alamo Draft House to me now is like the kid that made fun of you mm-hmm. in high school or at really junior high that wore the leather jacket. I'm I'm going like seventies on this. This didn't really happen to us. Mm-hmm. But kept you around as like part of the crew but you were like the scapegoat gotcha yeah yeah and like here here, stuff the cigarettes in your pocket and everything with like taking you out back behind the dumpster as they're all smoking but then here comes the principal and they all the cigarettes get stuffed in your pocket yeah that's what mondo is to me now because it's like here comes mondo it's like oh god what are they gonna do to me today (laughs) but i can't stop hanging out with them because they're so cool but yeah i've established that i can hang with these guys you're like you're like the little guy who hung out with the uh with with the uh with the cowboys on on tombstone the little actor guy yeah i've just become this this patsy Mm mm-hmm and so here comes Mondo today. I'm like, oh God, just leave me alone, guys. I can't take it anymore. Derek, they like, don't. They don't love you. They don't. <laughs> they don't, Derek. You need to. You need to. You need to get out of this toxic I, relationship. I don't want to be a poster guy anymore. No, no. Um, I don't want to so, be a poster like, guy. <laughs> so here comes Mondo, like grabbing me by the shirt collar, like, hey, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nope. You're bluffing. No, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Not gonna do it. That reminds me of another snippet I gotta get to in a second. Hold on, writing it down. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> uh, so they come up and grab him by the shirt collar and like lift me up there. It's like Biff. This is Biff. Yes. And Marty. Well, it's it's, it, it's Griff. They're Griff, and I'm 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 Mar- Marty Junior. Okay. All right. 
here we go. Here's your reference. I am I am happy right now. You're up in this. <laughs> I'm Mondo up in this. Grip and I'm Marty Jr. And they're picking me up, but in the, you know, what's mm-hmm. the matter? You got no scrote, you know. And then, then, then all wow. this is happening, and 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 they're like, we got ET and Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan today. No. What's it gonna be? I'm like, well, if it's gonna be one, it better be both of them. <laughs> Look, I'll get the Star Trek 2 one. <laughs> no, you did not. But I didn't get ET. It sold out, so now I got oh. a Rathacon poster. Oh, man. I don't know why. You need to sell that mess on eBay to pay for framing those Superman posters. <laughs> oh. Griff's like throwing me around Cafe 80s. I'm like, stop it, Griff. I don't want any more. <laughs> Derek. That are is... you in or are you out? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh. I, I don't think it's such oh. a good idea. Oh, dude, Did you, you become the physical type. You need. <laughs> I start like fighting back. Derek, you, I mean, I'm not telling you to stop. That, Please tell me to stop. I don't Please. want you to. I don't, I'm asking you, Steve, tell me to stop. I'm not going to tell you to stop. But what I am going to say is, what I am going to say is, is with Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, I understand it's, a, it's an iconic classic movie and all that good stuff. It's not even that good of posters. <laughs> But the ET one was awesome. Oh, this one just kind of sucks. But I think that I, I think I don't know why I got it. If I could give you some unasked for advice, oh, it's asked for. I really do think you need to take that Star Trek one to the eBay and 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 pawn it off on a Star Trek fan. Oh my gosh, and make it make a little jack off but of it. So because everybody else does that, they don't want them. Right, they just turn around and scalp them. I know, and I'm not asking you to scalp. I'm asking you to be the one person who's fair. But still makes a bit of a profit. <laughs> enough to pay for those posters. Enough to ship it. <laughs> yes, enough to or ship no, it. Enough to, I'd need like seven of those mm-hmm. Star Trek Two posters. You got to start somewhere, Derek. Something would have to make the Star <clears throat> Trek Two poster more. Maybe if it's signed by Steric. Mm. I'm not going to ruin a piece of art. I'm just, I, I, it's all I got. Um, I've got a... I, now, I do have a pic... I, it's going to be one. It better be both. Okay. Well, here's what I do have. I have a photo, uh-huh. uh, a cast photo of Star Trek Next Generation signed by all the cast. Is it, is it legit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the part in the... in the. <laughs> this is the part in the intervention where Derek has gotten so low that Steve's pawning off his stuff to help pay for the problem. Well, but I mean, let's be honest. It's Star Trek crap. What am I wanting with it? So it's something that was gotten, I think, at a con, you know. K H A N or no C O N. Oh, it's con con. Yeah, con con. Con 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 con. 
Hey, by the way, Derek. I don't know what to do. <clears throat> a few a few episodes ago, we were talking about some leaked stuff from Star from Star Trek, mm-hmm. and and you called who Benedict Cumberbatch is as the mm-hmm. villain, and you said it was refresh the name again. Gary Jones, Mitchell, Mitchell Jones, and um, <laughs> yes, you, I mean no, am I wrong? Jerry Mitchell. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, and a lot of people, and then Latino Review I'm came... I'm just hoping Mondo doesn't show up at this point, because I can't... And then... And then uh, the face in the window. And then... Uh, as, oh, my Atlanta. Oh, God. Uh, listen, I'm home alone. Shut up. Um, <laughs> the, uh, and, and then Latino Review came out and said that he was indeed playing Khan, but then someone else came along and said, no, it's not. You're going to be surprised at who it is. It, it's, you know, it is someone that's known. So, you, so far, I mean, nothing's been said that really debunk you. Yeah, I don't think it's con. And that's our Derek's called it update. What am I gonna do with all these posts? I mean, I Derek, honestly, at some point, you gotta buy a barn. And uh, <laughs> well, let's let's not let's not throw out this idea about the the ceiling. Yes. Okay. I mean, let's, let's... Let me let me find that link that someone sent to me and and uh, and get that back to you. So, um, um. The Ghostbusters look, ones look the cool. Ghostbusters look really good. They really do. I was proud of those. And someone asked on on the Twitter where you they, tweeted they that asked. out. They asked, "Do they go with Tardis blue?" And I don't know why. Um, why <clears throat> they need a Tardis? Well, they asked if the Ghostbusters one go. Yeah, with if Tardis? they'd go with Tardis. I don't know. Blue. I don't know what the relation there. I don't either. Um. I said the other day, Chris, you met Chris. Mm-hmm. By the way, are you are you coming to Birmingham? Is I, this I've not gotten tickets. That um, that's a bummer. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, I need to get tonight. On. Oh, mm. Tonight. Okay, I'll buy your tickets. Well, I will buy your ticket tonight. As long as Mondo doesn't show up, <laughs> I will buy your ticket. Tonight. I don't want to buy your ticket tonight. Um. So, so buddy Chris that we went to dinner mm-hmm. with, and we went yeah. and saw John Carter with. Yes, he was he was helping me paint my office. Yeah, he's a big big Doctor Who fan, mm-hmm. and um, I picked out a color, and we're putting it on the wall. And he's like, "Man, this is Tardis blue." I'm like, "Please don't say Tardis. You're a Southerner, <laughs> dude." I was listening. We're to... not allowed to say that Mm-mm. word. I was. We're listening... gonna go paint the Tardis. I was listening to the Force Cast, and um, good friends of the show, Jason, Jimmy Mack, and they have. Uh, one of the voice actors from the Clone Wars, Stephen Stanton, who did Captain Tarkin, uh, who would later be Dar- Grand Moff Tarkin. And he's done a couple of it. He did a character called Moralo Eval on, on a couple of episodes. Just a creepy-sounding character. And he started sending in to them every week bedtime stories with Uncle Moralo. Oh, God. Where he reads, like, nursery rhymes in this creepy voice, <laughs> and it's pretty funny. And he's now started taking it and making it like a whole bit every week where... Moralo escaped from the prison he was in, and he shows up at a book club, a celebrity Star Wars book club that has Christopher Walken, Sean Connery, and George W. Bush as members in this thing. And he does all the voices, and he is hilarious. Well, this past week, the whole thing is Moralo evolves like, I'm in... I'm in the camper here, and I've been subsisting off of what they call circus peanuts and something called Old Spice. And, um... And and so all of a sudden, all these guys get in the camper with them. They're going to go somewhere. And George W. starts talking about, this ain't just a camper. It's a TARDIS. 
and I was dying laughing because all I could go back to when I heard him say that was like, yeah, it, it doesn't sound right coming out of any Southerner's mouth. No, it does yeah. not. He's like, I got a TARDIS here. We're gonna, <clears throat> I don't know how to use it. And they, and like they were making jokes. Like he had all kinds of Doctor Who jokes there because at one point so he said something about the noise it makes. And Sean Connery's like, that's because you leave the parking brake on. Um, and it was just like, that's funny because like he, you know, it's like this dude's a Doctor Who fan as much as he is mm-hmm. a Star Wars guy. So, but that made me think of you. Thank you. Yeah. So. Remember me this way when Mondo finally takes yes, me down. Yes, remember me this way? <laughs> In my pride. Derek, just stop. Just unfollow them. What if one comes that I really do want? I mean, where are you going to hang it, Derek? What if there's a Man of Steel one? What if there's a Dark Knight Rises one? <gasps> I haven't thought about that. Dark Knight Rises. Hmm. I'm going to need that. Hey, why will you need that? It's Batman. But you don't have a Batman Begins or a Dark Knight one. They haven't done those. They might do all three. <laughs> oh, my God. If they did all three and it's like to the Back to the Future one. Mm. And you tell me you have to unfollow them. And it goes from Ra's al Ghul to Joker to Bane. Oh. Mm. Yeah. yeah. With the, with the bat symbol them. all in the background. I wanted the E.T. one. Mm-hmm. What was the E.T. one? E.T. one was really, really cool. It was uh, it was at night, mm-hmm. and you were in the forest, yeah. and it was trees. Yes, <clears throat> okay. So far, it sounds just like night in the forest. And and the ship was behind the tree oh, line. Wow. So you could see pieces of the ship behind yeah. the tree line, and then there's Lily T in front and center. Oh. Hold on, I'll, I'll find it. Gosh, Give be me good. That's coming to Blu-ray, son. I know it ET is. ET coming to Blu-ray, and they've taken out the walkie-talkies and put back the guns. How happy am I about that? I am quite happy I about that I have more qualms with that than anything in Star Wars indeed, ever. Indeed, indeed. E.T. is one of those movies that are, are, it shows you that kids can take more than what we give them credit for because that was some scary mess when E.T. started to die and Elliot started to die. That freaked me out. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I, I grew up all right, I think. Um, My boss was telling me today that <clears throat> when she was uh, she was a kid when it came out and and that um, she uh, they told her that she was going to cry at the end. They said mm-hmm. just be prepared to cry. cry. And uh, she she she's like I'm not going to cry. I'm, that's not me. That's not my style. She said, but you're going to cry at the end when he when you know something's going to happen. They weren't. But when he has to go, mm-hmm. you're going to cry. Is essentially what they're telling. I said, did you did you cry? She said, yeah. When the ship left him at the beginning, I <laughs> cried through the whole movie. <laughs> it was just one big cry fest for me. I... <laughs> did you get the link? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. You know, wow, wow. Oh, Mondo coming after me. Oh, dude. Et right. That is awesome. You can't tell me I'm wrong for wanting these. I'm not even a, a super a super huge ET fan, but it looks so good. And then there's Wrath of Khan. And Derek, that's a lame looking poster. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I mean, you really got screwed on this thing. Why did you buy it? <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Of course, I don't know. It's got the Enterprise there. It's kind of cool. 
the more I look at it, I'm just not a huge Star Trek fan. And we know how I feel about Star Trek. I mean, I like Star Trek. I watch them. Yeah. They're not my favorites. I mean, you knew, I know I know all the characters. I can name all the movies. You knew you knew Mitchell Jones's name. I did. Jerry Mitchell. That's what Jones. I, Jerry the third. The thong. The thong. I don't know what I'm saying there. The thong. The thong. Why do you pay thirty more dollars for one that's yellow instead of blue? Because that's a variant, Steve. Much like comics. Oh my lanta. There's there there there's only um, 145 of those. What is this woman with a dog? That is an album. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know anything about that. There were a lot of those. Mm-hmm. And several hours later, there's 500 copies of those. And several hours later, they're like, hey, we still got 100. I was like, well, that's good. That's there, what he was a, going it's, after those. It's an edition of 1,500. 1,000 copies on black vinyl, 1,000 copies on clear turquoise. Uh-oh. Or 500 copies on... Wow, they're sold out, though. Yeah, yeah, it took several hours. Fabio Frizzi's brilliant score for The Beyond. E.T. was gone in like um, two minutes. A minute, yeah. Well, listen, that's an awesome looking poster there. I'm telling you. Now, look, okay, now let me get what's... your let me get your opinion on this mm-hmm. because Kim and I were talking about this mm-hmm. the other day. Give me a minute here. Okay. Uh, vamp for me, Steve. Vamp for me, Steve. Here's let me tell you what you're doing to me by looking at this thing, Derek. Uh, um, you're wanting in on this, aren't you? Well, here's the thing, and, I, and I'll go ahead and use this as a moment to plug some stuff. I'm trying to sell off a lot of my Star Wars stuff. So if you're a Star Wars collector and you don't got, click on that until I, I give you the the what what's for what first. Okay. If you're a Star Wars collector and you've got a list of stuff you're looking for, be it vintage or newer, get in touch with me. Let me know, and uh, and if I've got it and am willing to sell it, I've got like several Republic gunships. I've got. Um, hey, do you have um, Anakin's pod racer from Episode One? I do. The original Episode One. I figure? do. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to sell that? Yeah, definitely. Okay. It's still in the box. It's still in the box. So, I want to. I want to give Joseph that. He okay. wanted a pod racer. Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely. And for some reason, I didn't buy those. Yeah, I'll then. definitely come up off of that. Um, but I'm going to come off. Come up off. Come up off just about anything that I've got. Uh, I've got parts to old uh, vintage stuff. If you, there's some parts you're looking for, to to kind of complete some maybe some old toys that you've got, let me know. Um, but just trying to clear out the old Star Wars room, and I'd really like to make it a, a more decent office space. And I can think of nothing better to have if, once that gets cleared out than some awesome artwork on the wall. Awesome artwork. Well, let me tell you about this awesome piece of artwork you're about okay. to click on here, Steve. But don't click on it yet. All right. So last week, Mondo says they're doing Rocky Three. You're kidding me. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. I was like, I don't know why they're skipping one and two and going straight into three. Derek. But I'll complete the set when the time comes. Derek. I haven't clicked yet, but are I, you... I, Listen, listen. So, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready when the, when this thing gets announced. I'm like, because mm-hmm. they're doing this. The whole reason between E. T. Rocky Three, Wrath of Khan, Beastmaster, all these. There's Summer of '82. Mm. Summer '82 was probably the biggest summer ever for films. One of. I'm gonna say it was the biggest ever. Okay. You want you want a list? Yeah, let's get a list. Tron. Oh, Tron. Conan the Barbarian, The Road Warrior, Rocky mm-hmm. Three, Poltergeist, Star mm-hmm. Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, E.T., mm-hmm. The Thing, mm-hmm. Tron, Vice Tron. Squad, you Escape 2000, The Sword and the Sorcerer, Pink Floyd's The Wall, The Secret of Nim, Class of 1984, Friday the 13th, Part 3, 3D, Halloween 3, The Winged Serpent, The Dark Crystal, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and The Last Unicorn. 
you put me over the top with the last unicorn. I don't know. Bit. I mean, I know E.T. Bit. Listen, I think the biggest one there was E.T. and the Wrath of Khan. I mean, I just got to be honest with you. There's some good stuff in there. But Tron. I don't, I don't Tron. I don't, but I don't know that it's bigger than 89. Batman, Last Crusade. That's all you have. That's it? I, I mean, I, Willow, I think, might have been 89 as well. <gasps> Willow! You are great. You are great. Um, I, well, um, actually, Willow was earlier. I think Willow might have been 88. But So Alamo Draft House is showing yeah. all of these. This okay. Summer, all right. Uh, on, okay, the, cool. on the original mm-hmm. release dates. Yeah. And so they've been doing posters for all these. I love Rocky so, 3, by the way. So we get to Rocky 3. I was like, I will complete the set when the time comes. Give me Rocky 3 today. Mm-hmm. And then I saw it, Steve. And holy crap, if it's not the worst poster I've ever seen in my entire life. And now you're click going, on it, Steve. Click on it, Steve. Okay, I'm clicked. Loading. <clears throat> That's not real. That is the Mondo poster for Rocky 3. That's not real. That is the Mondo poster. Can I describe this to our listening audience? Please, by all means. And it just as, as poignant as you want to be. Okay. It, it is a black and white poster. There's a black background. It's got Rocky 3 down in the bottom uh, left-hand corner in that Rocky third font. Con- in that, yeah, in that, in that Rocky font. And it has all the... The, the, the appropriate credits underneath it. Um, it that part looks cool. Yeah. It, yes. That part looks cool. If you could just cut that out. Um, I'm looking at a black and white picture of a tiger. Okay. Uh, it's just the head of the tiger coming out from the bottom left, uh, from the bottom right hand corner and filling up most of the right half of this poster. Um, the, the tiger is, is, is yawning. Looks to be his mouth is wide open agape. And I, I would think he's 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 roaring. Yes, or roaring, and coming forth from the mouth of the tiger is an arm uh, with a boxing glove on the hand. It looks like the tiger is throwing up an arm of a boxer he just ate. That's pretty much the only way to describe this. And it it's is not even art. It looks like a photograph. It does. It is a photograph, is it not? Well, I don't think the arm actually came out of the. Tiger's mouth. I mean, it just looks like a bad Photoshop. Put it on. looks like the tiger ate Rocky, and yes. and the and, last thing going and Rocky's through fight, the throat or, is Rocky's or either arm. Rocky's fighting his way out of the tiger. Um, it's not coming out of the mm-hmm. eye of the tiger, Mm-mm. which would make more sense to me. Mm-mm. Why it's would you the, want to do that to the poor tiger? Here's my thing, Derek. I don't, I'm not an artist. I had to get you off the idea that this is <laughs> this is your anti-drug, Steve. You okay. were talking about All wanting right. to do this. Got, now that I'm looking at this, it sounds like yeah. a good idea. This and is, then I saw that. Well, this needs to be the wallpaper on all your computers. <laughs> 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 this needs to be the wall. I want to. I'm going to save. I'm gonna get one. I better let me, get two. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to save this image, and I'm going to put the Geek Out Loud logo on the boxing glove, and I'm going to make this the album art. <laughs> For this episode, the whole time, people are like, "What is that what down is there?" That down and an there. hour and fifty minutes in, um, they're like, "Oh, the, uh, <laughs> this needs to be the wallpaper on all your computers, so that you'll always be like, oh, that's neat.' Oh no, you're this right. This is Derek's fault. Yes, <laughs> this I, is all Derek's fault, dude. I mean, I'm not an artist by any stretch of the imagination. Steve, we just spent another thirty minutes talking about posters. <laughs> that ET poster is something else, though. I mean, let's be real. Hey, at least for Epicon's better than Rocky Three. This, oh, it is. You're right, Derek. You're right. Touche. You're correct. And sure, they've got to do something look, better. For even Rocky for the III. sake of saying I could beat other people towards that, at least I didn't get in there. Did I mean is it sold out? 
Oh, God, yeah. That's dumb. People went after it. That's dumb. They should not have bought that. It was gone in minutes. There is so much you could have done for a Rocky Three poster. There is so much that could have been done for a Rocky Three. Oh, wait, I did get a Breaking Bad poster, too, by the way. I forgot about that. (laughs) All right. We're going to start a new podcast. It's going to be called um, Derek Has a Problem. Postervention. Postervention. Um, Postervention with Derek and Steve. Framevention. Do what? Framevention. Framevention, yes. Copyright Derek. Steric. Steric Steric 2004. Um, Let's get off this snippet. Yes, let's get off this snippet. Far, far away from this. And move into Anchorman 2. Oh, well, you know, a few weeks. In this podcast, we play witches. I don't know what podcast you're listening to. Um, What are you possibly uh, describing? Already, already, my friends and I are quoting just Ron Burgundy and the guys from the two little. Basically, teasers they've put the out. Two teaser trailers. They haven't even filmed. They anything filmed in the movie nothing. Yet. They got yes. together to film two teaser trailers, and those are as quotable as anything. They basically. filmed two teaser trailers, and then they got Christina Applegate to come back. Yes, I mean that's literally the order of events. <laughs> yeah. She had not even signed on yet when these were filmed. So I mean, I, I don't see how you can go wrong. I'm just going to tell you right now. This is one of those things where. I will say what we said look, about look, the Avengers. Look. Just you can't screw it. I mean, it, just don't screw it up. Look, it's going to be a good time. It, <laughs> Hello, get America. ready to ride the Palomino Express. Hello, America. Did you miss my breath in your face? My hot breath. My hot in breath your in your ear. In your ear. Yeah. Oh uh, yes. That. And I, now it's my turn to talk. <laughs> Steve Carell as Brick. Oh my gosh, dude! That movie Anchorman. When we, our love for Anchorman is well documented on this knows show. Knows no bounds. And so I think it's safe to say that our excitement for Anchorman Two knows no bounds. And, I almost um, say we need to we need to get together for that more than we do Dark Knight Rises. I agree because like I could care less about Dark Knight Rises because you hate the Dark Knight. I'd love the Dark Knight. Um, I have not been excited for Dark Knight Rises. Now there was a teaser. There was a uh, a television and that's spot. How, and that's how we segue from Anchorman 2 to Snippet of Dark Knight Rises. There was a television spot that was released. There's been several now. Well, yeah, but the like one of the first ones, and it was better than the trailer, dude. Was that the one where he's telling um, Lucius to get me back in the game? Yes. No, he's telling yeah. Alfred, wasn't he? No, he's telling, he's telling Is Lucius. Is that Lucius he's talking to? The one I've seen, yeah. I, th- I thought he was talking to Alfred. The one now, there's another one that's been released recently where he's talking to Lucius and he's like, "Let me show you something." He's like, "I'm retired." He's like, "Oh, just for yeah. old times' sake." Uh, yeah. And he shows them whatever you're ca- they're calling that bat wing thing or whatever. The bat. The they're bat. calling it the bat. And um, and and he's like, "I told you I'm retired," you know. And so, I just it's good to see Lucius. It's good to see some of that some of that lighthearted banter that is present in in Batman Begins and Dark Knight. It's you know. I'm intrigued as to what's going to be going down in this thing, man. I mean, it's going to be... I, I really think it's going to be a big movie. I think it's going to be a big story. And I hope Bruce Wayne doesn't die. Well, we we will find out. I got my IMAX tickets. Indeed. It's, and we're getting yours when we get off the show here. Okay. All right. Birmingham, here we come. We are meeting up. Fandango. Steric. Um, Rides again. Get ready to ride the Steric Express. Indeed. In this movie theater, we play witches. Whammy! Um, oh, it's going to get stanky. <laughs> Paul Rudd, ladies and gentlemen. Um, 
yeah, I mean, the, the TV spots have made me look more forward to Dark Knight Rises than I did. I'm just still on such an Avengers high that I don't know that anything... We'll get you down. We'll get and you down. And I feel bad for The Amazing Spider-Man because it looks good. Spider-Man well, looks here's, good. Here's the thing about Amazing Spider-Man. We've seen it. We, you can't... There's nothing else to release. There's no... I'm about to go hold Tony Stark on this. There's no version of this that we haven't seen. There's no throw. <laughs> There's no version of this that we have not seen. Uh, uh, everything. Everything from this film has been revealed. But they have a lizard. I've seen the lizard. Okay. But you haven't seen the fight scenes and the and the big action sets fully fleshed out. Steve, if I took every single B-roll clip... MTV Music Award trailer TV spot viral clip and edit it all together. We'd have it. <laughs> I don't know. We I mean, have, I just I don't think so. I honestly don't think. I we think we might not have the finished product, but we would have a two-hour Spider-Man movie. Okay, I, but here's what I think, though. I think that Sony's been smart in the way they've marketed this to show that it's different, to show that there is a, a revamp. And I a think that, I think they're trying so, too hard. <clears throat> I, and see, I don't because of casual audiences. Did you hear about how they were going to tie it in with the Avengers? They're not. They were. How? Read this yesterday. Okay. Kevin, what's his name? Kevin Feig. Fige, 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 with a Glavin, Wagenheimen. Wow. They were going to put the Oscorp building down the street from Stark Tower. Oh, neat. In the skyline, so and, you would see it. And why didn't they? Um, Avengers was already, they had already finished all that by the time they were finishing up. Oh, you're saying in Avengers they were going to put in Avengers okay. they were going to put the, Os the Oscorp Tower. Could they have done that though? I mean, was yeah, Sony going to let them do that? Apparently, Sony and and Marvel had already uh, worked it out. Wow, that and would what, have been nice. Century Fox is that who did Avengers? No, uh, Disney, but it's released through Paramount. Paramount, still, That's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know Disney owns Marvel. That's but. some great synergy. Well, actually, and that's a, I don't know. That's just a neat thing to me. The way that Disney and Paramount have worked this thing out, to where they're kind of you know Paramount's getting all the distribution, but they're they're splitting some of the dollars right down the middle. It, I don't know. It's just a neat thing, and and I'm so glad that them that Disney's acquisition of Marvel hasn't screwed up all these, you know, the the superhero franchises with the until now. Until now, let's talk about Agents of Smash. Oh, my lanta. Derek, this is your safe place to geek out. <clears throat> Everyone knows you, that. Keith. Everyone knows that. But, um, and Kim from Television Without Pity. But, uh, but apparently Marvel TV is coming on strong with... Uh, you can't knock this. You haven't seen it yet. I'm, you could love it. Well, here, let me tell you why I, I'm, I'm trepidatious going into it. I'm not knocking it, okay? I'm just trepidatious going into it because I did not in care for, I did not really enjoy the whole idea of a Hulk family in the comics. Um, and this is going well, to... Let's back up a little bit. Mm -hmm. We should probably explain what we're talking about mm -hmm. first. Uh, here's, here is a quote from 
Jeff Loeb. He says, we're taking characters that already exist in the Marvel Universe because it's very important to us all that it all begins with comic book publishing. Plus one new one, right? The blue guy is new, is No, he he's not? not. He's in the comic. The cast is Hulk. Is he? Mm-hmm. Okay. The cast is Hulk, the Red Hulk, Scar. Uh, the Teenage Hulk. She- mm-hmm. And uh, She-Hulk uh, and A-Bomb. And uh, they're the he's agents. He's the blue guy. He's the, he's the blue guy. Here's the deal. Real quick. Red Hulk started out as a villain. He's now um, on the up and up in the Marvel Universe. Scar is the son of Hulk from the planet where he was at during the Planet Hulk saga. And after that planet was destroyed uh, through some magical magics and stuff, Scar was born out of the planet as the son of Hulk. He made his way to Earth where he tried to kill the Hulk, but then they ended up being friends and dad and son. She Hulk. that how that always happens? Mm-hmm. You and I were poised to kill each other at one time. Mm-hmm. Civil War. She-Hulk, um, <laughs> She-Hulk was, has been around for 30 years. A-Bomb is actually Rick Jones, um, who, after the death of the Abomination, he was altered, I think, by the leader or something, and he's kind of like, he's not really a Blue Hulk, he's more like the Abomination. He's scaly, he's, he's got yeah, I some, just, all I can think of was Blue Yeah, chameleon-type powers. Well, he even said, Jeff Loeb even says that, he's more of a Blue Hulk. Um, but he's more like the Abomination than he is the Hulk, but he's a good guy. Um, and I don't, you know, I just didn't like the concept of all them being together. I was glad when they kind of finally thinned the herd because the whole thing about the Hulk is he's supposed to be alone in this world. You know, there's not supposed to be a Hulk family. And, and it just didn't, to me, it didn't gel and it didn't feel like, I don't know. I did. I didn't know it. So, but the, the truth is, this could end up being one of the coolest things we've ever seen in our lives, too. You know what I mean? And and that's why I'm saying I'm going to give it a fair shake because it's the Hulk. But I'm just kind of trepidatious from the outset. Yep. The other thing that's coming out. Um, this is a half-hour animated series. Mm-hmm. Coming yes. on Disney XD. Mm-hmm. And apparently, they are canceling Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Which I watched, you jerk. Yeah, I, I hadn't watched Friday Night Lights yet. Um, <clears throat> how'd you like it? It was good. It is so good, dude. It's pretty good. It's like the comic books come to life, and they do stuff with like the Kirby Crackle, and they have, um, they have all these characters, and they just bring everyone from all over the Marvel Universe, and I loved it. It was. But so... I'm I'm excited about this though. Well, and this there... is going to happen in the same universe there... as. Yeah, they're the replacing it with this one called Avengers Assemble. Um. It says, uh, it says, um, and they're bringing in, um, they're bringing in the Falcon, Falcon, which was a partner of Captain America for the longest time. It said that like the the viewer is going to be like the Falcon. It says Falcon like is going to be, be the eyes of the viewer. Eyes. Yeah, he's a new member of the Avengers, so he's walking through our stories wide eyed and with wonder and amazed to be a part of it. He's a little younger than the rest of the cast and a little greener, except for the Hulk. And he adds an interesting dimension to the team that we think will play really well with the audience. Um, this is, I don't know that it's the same universe, but it's the same cast in the same it's kind the of same field. universe. There's, I saw another interview where they said it is the same as the movie. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know that I like that because they don't, they, they're going to end up pigeonholing themselves into stuff with, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't don't. have to be canon. I know, but you know, the thing is, know, there's 72 original episodes of Star Trek. I don't know what that, I don't get that reference. I'm just making it. Okay. 
Wow, shoot me down, Steve. I just, I'm sorry. No, I don't, that's fine. I just I don't need. You to, said Star I, Trek. I, no, it, I need to learn to float on my own. I need you, to learn to float. You on my said own. Star Trek, and it made me mad. Well, how do you think I feel? I spent a lot of money on that poster today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Avengers Assemble, it looked the, the the concept or the art I've seen looks really cool. Um, you know, it's got Iron Man in the forefront. You got a little Hawkeye, Black Widow action, Hulk really up and big in the background. Uh, old Caps there, and of course the Falcon and Thor. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess there these things will air on Disney XD. Yes. And mm-hmm. um, and so I'll check them out. You know, I'm, I'm willing to give them a shot. Tron. Uh, how about Tron Uprising? Uh, I have loved the pilot. Loved it. I've seen the first part. It is so good. I've seen the first part and really enjoyed it. It it's so different yeah. than. It's great. It's great. It's a neat concept, you know, and, it, and it's, you know, you're, you're meeting new characters. You're not running right up into Clue and that sort of thing. Um, so. They, they, they found a really good job of doing a prequel that doesn't, as you said a minute ago, pigeonhole you into something. Is that is that Bruce Boxleitner doing Tron? It is. I mean, that's yeah, that's pretty impressive. And that's Elijah Wood doing. Yeah, um, Elijah Wood doing. Uh, what's his name? Brent. Break Breaker Breck Brent Breck 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 Beck 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 Beck. Beck? We fa- Bent Bent Beck. Bet. I watched it twice. Beck. Back. Book. Book. <laughs> I don't know, but it is Elijah Wood. Beck, Beck, Beck. Beck. Okay, yeah. Beck. And so and, I've and seen Mandy Moore and Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, Paul Rubens. A lot of people. In there. It's it's a good cast. It's a solid, solid animated show. I think it, I'm I'm interested to see where they go. I, and, and see what I liked it more than I did Avengers. Okay, fair enough. I did not, but that's you know just me and my proclivities to those things that are on Avengers. Um, that that one Avengers cartoon that they've canceled now. And I don't Long understand. Bye-bye. I don't understand why the animation departments in these, in like even with DC and Warner Brothers, you know, it's like they'll let something go for about two or three years, and or two or three seasons, and they'll cut cut it for something new. And it's like you don't have to do that. Let these things breathe, and I think you'll find that you'll get a bigger audience and a broader audience for your stuff. But they've always, I mean, think about the old Batman series. Every couple of seasons, it came became something else. You talking about in the nineties? The, the animated series. Yeah, it came. It it was just it was packaged differently. They didn't like do a whole new universe. Oh, you're saying they weren't like making new seasons and stuff. I mean, it was right. like the same a new season for the same. Season. Right. Well, I don't know. It made Mm-mm. that one's always confused me. Well, the thing. Well, you had. I guess it is though, because I've got the complete box set, and yeah. you still get all of the Gotham Knights and the Batman and Robin. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like it. It was a you know. You you go back to the days of even even though the Super Friends changed you know their iterations you know from weekly well not really weekly but I mean like they There's do like two nineteen different versions there are but it was still the Super Friends all the way throughout you know what I'm saying no there were the Galactic Guardians the Super and... Friends Galactic Guardians yeah that was the last one it lasted one episode no it didn't it might have it had Cyborg in Firestorm wow Any, really yes. They were the new teen aspect of it. Don't be, don't, don't hate on the super friends. I'm not hating, but my thing is, it's like if if they'll give these things, you take like the '90s Spider-Man animated series, the X-Men from the '90s, 
give these things time to breathe and time to grow because I know for me as a comic book fan, my introduction was not comic books. My introduction were these cartoons. And then as I saw them on the shelves, of course, you don't really see them on the shelves anymore, grocery stores and convenience stores and everything. Then I started to pick them up and buy them and kind of figure things out. And it's like, let the kids do that. Let them explore this way instead of doing something. It just gets confusing to an audience to continue to do this so differently. Um, especially when people begin to get invested in, in one one of the shows. And, and that's the thing. That I guess I'm kind of frustrated about it, but not so much that I'm losing sleep or anything. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's... I mean, are you going to be watching Hulk in the Agents oh, of yeah, Smash? Oh, yeah, yeah. Really? I'm going to check it out. Okay. Well... it's It looks like it's enough tongue-in-cheek that it, it would be fun. Yeah. So now moving on, uh, Derek, a couple of the final things we want to talk about... Um, and not necessarily go super in depth with. Uh, we're six weeks in to um, Smallville season eleven. Yeah, you, well, more than that because there's been some breaks in there. Right. Well, I'm just we're, saying we're like, six. Ep- we're six chapters. We're in. six chapters into the first episode. And you know what else uh, is is a year from today? What's that? Man of Steel. Really? From the time of a recording. Year, a year from well, a year from yesterday. It's, okay. It's tomorrow now. It's still today. When will the, tomorrow be today? So June fourteenth of two thousand thirteen. Okay. And I hope that oh my gosh, Derek! And there's been some costumes <laughs> that have been like blatantly shown, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the licensing expo. And you liked them? I have no problem with. I them. I don't have a problem with them either. I like Dorels. Yeah. I I mean I think I I am glad. I am glad. Uh, I'm I'm glad that. You know that they're taking such a stark departure from the glowy crystally suits. You know what I'm saying? But not so much that it's disconcerting, or not so much that it's that off-putting. Well, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and, and probably assume that we will not have a Fortress of Solitude with this Superman. And that's fine. I mean, I it hurts a little bit, but it's like I understand if we don't, you know. And if that's how we get away from Donner, then that's how we do it. And that's how we get away from Donner. And I mean, not, and, and understand that's no disrespect to the Donner stuff. You know, everyone no knows we love it, you know. You've got mm-hmm. the posters. Or at least <laughs> one of them. Because two and four aren't ready. So, two and four are not ready. Because um, you gave them the wrong size. But uh, just real quick, because we don't want to get too in-depth about it, because we do have something lined up once we have the entire first episode out. But we've had a lot of people emailing us or, or tweeting us and asking us, you know, just some initial thoughts on... Uh, what's happening in the Smallville comic. And Starville's House of L is coming back by way of Decal Lab. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> no, we're not doing them. We're not doing all that again. I was like, for real? Um, Steve's got Steve's got his own second podcast. The, the guy who hated podcasting and walked away from it now has two. So do with that information what you will. Two? Yeah. This and 521? That and 521. Well, 521 is... Um, Podcast. Personal yeah. pimpage. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's more... It's Are you a, doing a podcast? Yes. Then I rest my case. <laughs> Don't be so... Be so mean. Don't be so mean. Um, but but six me. issues in, six issues into this first episode, uh, reactions, initial reactions, Derek, you... Is it... Mm. Hmm? We can say that you've had some off-the-record conversations. With lots of people. Okay. With 
people affiliated with this title? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, you're pretty excited about what's coming down the pipe. Uh, well, it's no it's no secret now what what eleven oh two is called mm-hmm. and contains. Um, let's not. I'm really looking forward to eleven oh four. Mm-hmm. And really, and, and, and can't talk about that one yet. Eleven oh two, Batman coming to Smallville. Wow, you just spoiled it for everybody. I mean, it's out there. Okay. I mean, I didn't know. I I didn't know if if we wanted to at, wait till after the episode to do spoilers. Oh man, for old times' sake. For old times' sakes, we you know, we could bring that when we actually get deep into the whole first episode of Smallville season eleven. I think we should do that. We should. So we had discussed a couple of different ways to do this. One was we were going to let a few issues get out, actual trade issues for people who weren't buying digital. So they could be involved in the conversation. Then we talked about actually just waiting until Guardian was over and going over the whole episode. But that's going to be a while. That's going to be about eight more weeks. Um, so maybe we leave it up to you guys. You guys tell us what you're doing. Brian's going to come on the show. Eventually. Brian Key Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and discuss... You know, I, I've, I've seen a lot of the interviews that he's been doing and not say they're... I feel like Brian and I have a different dynamic mm-hmm. than some of the other stuff I've seen going on. So I feel like maybe we can get into some of the meat and potatoes that is the show, quote unquote, mm-hmm. than just, uh, oh, that's really cool. Who else are you going to bring in kind of thing? Right. You know, I see what you did here with the Star Labs acronym and, you know, stuff like that, which did you catch that? I did not. Oh my God, Steve! I'm sorry. Star, Star Lab, get this. Star Labs mm-hmm. stands for Swan Technology and Research. Oh wow! Go back and look because how when, did when I Chloe, miss that? When when Chloe is there, there's a statue of him. I did. I remember that. I remember that. And it says Star Labs, and underneath it it says Swan Technology. That is and research awesome. Laboratories. That is really awesome. Is that not good? Yes, that, that is. It's so just good. here's the thing. I'm about to get on my soapbox. Can I get on my soapbox for yes, a minute? Yes. This is a different age of storytelling mm-hmm. because what DC is doing, what Brian is doing, is very unprecedented. And you might look at it and think, no, they've been doing digital comics for a while. Buffy did have. it first. Do what? Buffy did Buffy it first. Buffy did it first. Joss did it first. Joss did it best. Buffy did it first. Um, and they have. But Brian is doing is is writing two hundred page scripts and 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 writing them much like he did Smallville episodes mm-hmm. and and pouring everything into these and releasing weekly titles. Nobody else is doing that. Mm-mm. He is working. I would say he's working harder than any writer at DC Comics right now. Hmm. And and. You know, without getting too personal, I mean, he's a friend, and I want to, I want to be blunt about this. It is a labor of love on his part because he loves the show and he loves the fans, and that is why he's doing this. That 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 is the real reason he is is breaking his back on this, and he is. Guys. Well, I mean, he's just he is tearing them out as fast as he can. The uh, the the first three issues. Felt so much like a season premiere. I mean, like it, the the thing is, is I'm reading it as as I'm looking over everything, and 
And right now I'm just flipping real quickly through the digital stuff. But it, it feels so much like a season premiere. And the voices of these characters are still the same voices of the characters we knew for 10 years in the TV show. They're at the place where we left them in the TV show. You know, it is, it is six months later. It's all this cool stuff. And, and I, that's what has impressed me most reading this. And, and though it shouldn't impress me, I, I guess it's been what's been refreshing the most is, is that I recognize everyone on the page. No, by what they're saying mm-hmm. you know i hear michael rosenbaum in all of luther's dialogues i hear tom welling in all of clark's dialogue i hear uh, erica durantz and chloe sullivan and uh, i mean i'm sorry allison mack i hear these people in the dialogue justin hartley and it's just very very cool to me i and mean steve down to the the newspaper guy mm-hmm. from the show mm-hmm. i mean he's in there Tess. Yes. It's, it's just brilliant. What yes. He's doing. And, and that's and, the thing. It's like, and, and so with, you know, and, and, and when we actually get to, um, the, to talk in depth about guardian, the, the whole, the whole wrap up, you know, we'll really get, we'll break things down scene by scene and, and some of the neat stuff that, that, that's in there and, and, and some of the things. We'll go page show. by page. Yeah, we'll go page by page, panel by panel, if you will. I mean, and that's kind of what we did. I mean, that, really what we need to do is is when this happened and people were asking, and like we said, we knew this was coming. We knew this was coming when we when we did 175 mm-hmm. of Shoe, and we and we made the choice not to continue Shoe. You guys, why do you have the fortress as your design? You, it's you don't gone. know anything. It's gone. That is dumb. <laughs> you are dumb. You are dumb. I'm through. I'm through. Um, we we made the conscious decision to shut down the production of the show because we just we knew we were going to be doing this goal, mm-hmm. and you know we said you know we could we could work it into this mm-hmm. and we can but it's almost like when guarding comes out we're gonna have to take an entire episode of goal and physically go through like we would an episode of shoot yeah, and yeah, just definitely. break the episode down page mm-hmm. by page and yeah. then you've got you know chloe and oliver and, and they're here and then oliver and lex are talking the day before the shuttle mm-hmm. launch and it, there's just so well, you know one thing one thing i'd love to ask him is is there a soundtrack in his mind that he has playing is there music that what uh, wb song yes exactly right exactly here. at this point what song is playing you know when 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 clark's uh <laughs> brushing his teeth and lois is on her wayne tech ipad mm-hmm in there what yeah uh, what, what song is playing there I, what james carrington track are you hearing in your head? exactly <laughs> but it is it is really really been so good and 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 it and 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 because you're getting it if you get it digitally number one i've learned to love digital comics even on my little mm-hmm. ipod um especially with the comiXology app it's just a great app um but each at the end of each issue, it's like you're going into the commercial break. I mean, like it really is. And it ends in just the right way. It ends on just the right notes. There is so much thought that seems to be going in these things. And, and then to go back and read it one right after the other, you know, as a flowing story is still just as good. I'm, this is the one comic that I'm getting on a regular basis, you know, because it's that good. And it's, and it, and it, and it's that true to the series that we left off 
you know, uh, last May or two. Was well, it last May? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not biased. I'm not being biased when I say, and I honestly believe as somebody who's still buying other titles in DC right now, monthly, I think this is the best thing they're putting out. Hmm. And it's not because how much I love Smallville. It's not because Brian's a friend. It's, it's not. Uh, th- those are, you know, qualifying factors in my love for the title. But it's so consistently good, and it, and I feel like they mucked up a lot with this whole Fifty Two re- mm-hmm. reboot. Yeah, definitely. I don't mind the Fifty Two reboot. I, you know, I'm not getting in that whole battle. I don't care that they did it because there's going to be another thing in five years where they do something else and retcon mm-hmm. and whatever. So there's no sense in getting upset about it. But I really think consistently this is the best thing they are putting out right now and he continues to just look and and here's the thing about this title because of how differently they're doing it if you torrent this crap it's just it's gonna die mm-hmm. you have got to go out and, and and buy it and trade buy the digital i'm doing both mm-hmm. well see i don't have anywhere to buy it and trade right now um uh things from another world.com mm-hmm. um MidtownComics.com is where I was getting okay. my orders, monthly orders from mm-hmm. until our new comic sto- store opened here in town. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are places online where you can order these and have yeah. them well, delivered to your like house. Like I say, I'm definitely doing it digitally through the Comixology app every week. And that's great. Um, I'm, I'm not saying you have to do both. It would you. be great if you could, if any of you listening could do both. Thank you, Derek. You know, I, and I think it's great to... I love having the issues. Mm-hmm. I think it's a. I think it's so cool. Yeah. Well, I, let me tell you. Let me tell you what this has done for me in comic books. Uh, I am reading the Hulk title, the Marvel's Incredible Hulk. They're releasing it digitally, um, and I've even started to kind of peruse some other stuff. I'm, I'm currently reading Marvel's Big Avengers versus X Men, uh, big thing that's going on. Um, and the other day on the Comicsology on the home page, it was like, look, Doctor Who for half off. And I picked up Doctor Who, the first issue of Doctor Who, uh, and Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> I, I, that was at the comic book store when I went the other day, yeah. and I ended up sacrificing it for the first um, Watchmen. Before Watchmen, yeah, I got prequel. you. I got you, dude. Um, it how, is, how was Doctor Who meets John Luke Picard? Well, it's a great little setup because 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 I can hear Patrick Stewart saying Tardis, a Tardis. What do you mean a Tardis? Number well, one. You kind of went Sean Connery on I'm me so, there. You're right. I'm sorry. It was, yeah. Well, it's a Cybermen story, um, and and it looks like the Cybermen and the Borg are teaming up. And um, Interesting. And you spend a lot of time with the Federation to start out with before you ever see anyone from uh, the Enterprise or anything. You, you, are Amy and Rory with him? Uh, yes, Amy and Rory are in this. Uh, but you do a lot of time with f- just peripheral Federation stuff, getting away from the Borg, and then it cuts to like him and Amy and Rory, and they're you know doing their usual adventures. They're actually, and, and this is the thing, this is where it feels like a Doctor Who TV show when you inter- when you're introduced to them, they're in a chariot running away from some Roman centurions or something, <laughs> and and the dialogue is spot on Doctor dialogue, and they end up. Um, Spoiler, spoiler, the, the last page is them stepping out of the TARDIS um, into uh, the holodeck on hmm. the Enterprise. And so the first, 
so you don't really see any of the Star Trek people, you know, from the next generation until the last panel as they step out into um, the holodeck. And, and, and when they show up, they think it's just... And the holodeck is running a, a like a 1940s L.A. program or something, you know? And so the way they know they're now on the holodeck is you see that the doctor points out data and he's like, what's an Android doing in 1940s Los Angeles? And then it's to be continued. It's, it's a good, I was like, well, I'll pick up the next issue. That's cool. I heard that, um, Star Trek and the Legion of superheroes is pretty good. Yeah. Um, which is the captain Kirk crew. mm -hmm. I've never read that one. And I, I did not pick up any of them, but I heard that was pretty good. I, I will say, you know, you're talking about now you're getting some digital stuff. It has rejuvenated my love of comics. It, yeah, me, too. me too. I've gotten back into it. And Brian has even said, you know, I hope people use it. People that otherwise wouldn't have gone in a comic book store or, you know, what have you, or would have checked out Comixology or the DC app. I hope that they are using it as a gateway drug. Well, and, and that's the thing is I was, titles. that's the thing. I was done with comics. I really was. Um, I, it was just too much a hassle. Even, even with the ordering process at things from another world and all these other places, it was too much a hassle for me to keep up with what I already had and what I wanted and, and to kind of, because they make you go through the whole previews thing and you're ordering two or three months out. And, and if you're ordering what that's out now, there's a chance you might not get it. And when I started just perusing on the Comixology app, it's like, oh, wow, they've got old stuff that you can download. I just reread the Infinity Gauntlet, um, the whole mm. series of the Infinity Gauntlet, you know. Um, I, I, like I say, I'm back into the Hulk. Uh, the, of course, the Smallville thing. And there's just, it's just, I, I'm, I'm seeing stuff. I'm like, I can't spend money. I need to stop. I can't spend this money. And it's like, oh, it's so great to be there again. I I downloaded Avengers number one, not any of the newer volumes, but the original Avengers number one in the Comixology app, and just to read it because I'd never really read the original Avengers number one. And um, what happens there? Uh, Loki shows up and he makes them all turn against the Hulk, and you know it's it's just a classic Stan Lee story. We know? we need a digital title. It's <laughs> we do indeed. We do. Um. I'll take anything they're willing to throw at me. So, all right. So, but it's it's good stuff, and I I've just enjoyed, re- and, you know. Now I kind of want an iPad for no other reason than to read comics on. Well, here's what I would love: they're, they're doing all these Batman offshoots on digital. Mm-hmm. I think we need a Superman. Outside of the continuity of Smallville and Action Comics and Superman, I think we need. I think you and I need a a di- monthly digital Superman story. I don't know that I could handle that. I'm going to make you handle it. Okay. And the arc where he gets this poster obsession and all this stuff, it gets a little out there, but you got to stay with it. <laughs> you got to stick with it. Nice. The arc where he gets his poster obsession. Hilarious. Yeah. I'm not I'm not leading the pitch with that, per se. I hear you. I but hear it's going to be in there. Well. Um, I'm just waiting until... You know, we haven't spent a whole lot of the time at the Daily Planet, but I've and I've told Brian, I said I'm just waiting till Clark and Lois descend the staircase, and you see D. Russell and S. Lawson at one of the back oh tables. Oh my gosh, please! I will, Somewhere, I will kiss Brian on the mouth if he does that. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. Or I will not kiss him on the mouth if he does that, whichever he prefers. I, I probably the latter. Okay, well, probably the latter. Right then. <laughs> Needless to say, 
You're loving Smallville. Well, I just I wonder. I, I'm still kind of how. What's the best way to? Should we wait? Do we wait that long? Do we wait twelve chapters and then talk about a full episode? I, I think so. I really think that's the way. But that to means go. That it's going to be another four months before we get to do Detective. That's fine. That's fine. Because here's the thing. I think if here's can... what I would love, okay. and I think Brian would be willing to do this. Every time one finishes, he comes on. Yeah, that'd be cool. And we go through the whole episode with him. That'd be fun. Steve, I'm in Walmart yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to the electronics section. This is kind of a strange transition, but okay. Let me tell you what's happening here. Mm-hmm. I go in the electronics section, and you know how they got all the HDTVs up? Yes. What do I see? Somebody say. No. Oh, no. A goofy movie. Oh, on like above the crowd. Even if I gotta shout out loud, tomorrow's the only face you'll see. John Glosson needs to do that on duets. (gasps) Can he do eye to eye too? Oh, J. Rome will end up doing eye to eye in place in first. That should be when they when they do it off at the end. <laughs> they have to do eye to eye. Acapella. And then Derek and Steve come on and we do after today. Wow, what did you do when you saw that stuff? I went and got a lawn chair and I, I, in the middle of I, the electronics. I section. went to the home and garden section and got us some patio furniture. <laughs> Sir, can we help you? No, no, I'm just fine. Oh no, I'm watching a goofy movie. Thank you. Uh, I mean, I it was love. right at the beginning, too. Oh. I mean, he had just woken up from the nightmare where he yucked. Nice. And, and Goofy comes in, everybody mambo. You know, it's the whole thing. And I'm like, I'm sitting here. I'm going to sit on my butt. Uh, so so I, got through, I got through after today, and I got into Stand Out, and they're like, sir, you're going to have to leave. I was like, shh, 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 shh. Power line. <laughs> Sir, we're gonna need you to exit the premises. Shh, 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 shh now. Power line. Power line's playing. No, no sir, we, you don't. We don't. We don't talk when power line's playing. You, you, sir. I'm sorry. Don't you have something to go like you know price check or something? Sir, we no, sir. I'm interested in buying this TV. Oh. Um. When will you know? Uh probably in the next eighty-four minutes. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Steve, it's been a good night. Don't do that to me. Open up your eyes, take a look at me. Get the picture fixed in your memory. I'm driven by the rhythm like the beat of a hawk. And I won't stop until I start. Stand down. Kind of sounds like John Glosson. It, no, he sounds he sounds like Prince and Michael Jackson mixed is what. But he can't you like. hear him going? All right, all all right. Um, John did give me a secret shout out uh, in his performance um, last night. The, yeah, last night. Uh, the morning he was recording that, he sent me a text and told me what he was going to be singing. And I said, well, if you're going to be doing that at some point in the song, you got to say to the audience, "Come on." And the first thing he did is he comes like, everybody, come on. And I was like, that was for me, ladies and gentlemen. That was for me. He tugged his ear for he, you. He sure did. He sure did. Well, John's a good guy. I like him. I can think of no better way to wrap it up than Derek sitting in the sitting in patio furniture in Walmart's electronic session watching a goofy movie. Uh, the email is geekoutonline at gmail.com, geekoutonline at gmail.com. The podcast is geekoutpodcast.com. Geekoutloud.com is apparently a premium website now, and I have to pay 200 plus bucks to get it. So, yeah. 
So thanks everyone for googling me. Um, the uh, <laughs> uh, the 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 Ooh. Facebook is facebook.com forward slash geek out loud. The Twitter twitter.com forward slash geek out loud. Follow us on the Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. I'm at Steve Glosson. At Sean Phillips. At Sean Phillips on the Twitter. At uh, WD Russell. At WD Russell. So, uh, so stand out <laughs> the crowd. Even if I shout out loud. Oh. The, uh, that says it Sir, all. So you really need to move. Shh, 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 now. I love this part. I love this part when he moonwalks across the stage. And, uh, Sir, I'm calling security. Great. They'll love this part. <laughs> Bring him in. I got multiple lock stairs. Pick him up. Lloyd, <laughs> more people need a ride. <laughs> Sir, we're calling security. That's okay. I brought coolers. <laughs> got the Yeti coolers. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next time on Geek Out Loud. Bye-bye.